Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rise of Drekus Chapter 2. How are we all doing today? Very good. Excellent. How is our favorite DM doing? Truly in a good mood, willing to be a gracious, gracious god in this world of ours. Somebody has been leaving. Oh, I fucked up. Sorry. Nope. Nope. We gotta move people around. Oh, tried to fix it. It didn't work. I saw you flicker. <laughs> okay. Very good. Thanks, Trump. Um, someone's been leaving dog treats and bully sticks just on the sidewalks and streets where I walk my dog in the morning. So she is getting an us just like extra food being found all over and extra treats being oh found God. all over. So yeah. Do you think purposeful? I have no idea. I don't know how someone could be this clumsy, but I also don't think someone is just like tossing dog treats from their cars as they like drive down the streets. That's so you're so cute, though. You're a much better person than me. I'd be terrified that somebody's out there poisoning dogs. Poison you know? them, like, yeah. That's my first dogs. Do people do that, that all happens. the time? Yeah. They do that all the time. They leave out like I'm so suspicious. Like, food for, with my dog. for like animals because they fucking hate dogs. Like they'll like. I've heard a story of someone who hated their like next door neighbor's dog like barking and so they got a sardine and they put like poison in it, went by the gate, fed it to the dog, dog fucking died. So yeah, that these things where my are, head goes. Are very rare. This is like your neighbor coming and you know shooting you, you know. because your music is too loud. These are crazy rare things. This is not anything anyone needs to actually worry about day to day. Well, it's nice to know that you live in a very nice place with good people, Neil. That's yeah. your confirmation right there. That you don't live with debilitating anxiety for me i'm suspicious yeah. of everyone when i walk down the street i'm like got my pepper spray fucking locked and loaded i'm ready to go you know like she, has, so the, she has the poisonous treats for the strangers in her back she's like okay i'm ready who wants a fucking cookie on it i would really expect yeah. canada to be a nice and safe place i get that germania is a place of barbarians and monsters but like toronto seems lovely yeah we have our moments though I mean, I've, I've, if you ever been on the TTC, the Toronto Transit Committee mission, our buses and our subways, you have had a near-death experience. Every Ooh. single Torontonian has had a near-death experience on the TTC because there are crazy, crazy, crazy people there. And I don't want to be caught slacking. Okay. All right. I will not I, walk my dog in Toronto. It sounds like a place where they're going to kill dogs. No, I they're going to kill a... you. Sorry. This is okay. I actually, about killing you, I actually had a drunk guy last week throwing a full bottle of 0.5 liters, not bottle, but it was like a can of beer straight into the direction of my head. What? Like Good. just late, late at night and I on just purpose? like, I dodged it. I dodged it by this much and I just kept on walking because I'm not going to start like arguing with a drunk guy at midnight in the, you know, in the middle of the street. But it was quite shocking. So, you know, if you're out there, all I'm saying is, especially during Christmas time, be careful. There's some really nice people and there's some very crazy folk. You know, you never know what somebody yeah. throws out. Like, just, Jeez, you know. Crazy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, on that happy note, uh, where did we leave our party last? I do believe there was a peaceful forest that you were hanging out in. Oh, yeah. The forest of death. I don't like how you say peaceful, Neil. I really don't. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it oh, I told Lucas about how Moot, how uh, I got to pet an, an elvish cat, mm -hmm. and he was like, 
it can kill you? And I was like, wait, are they like that bad? And then he was explaining to me, in Poivus Warhouse, actually everything's very lethal, and I once ran into an elvish cat or whatever. And he was giving all the lore, and I was like, oh my god. Well, there's I a to difference. Because when you come across a creature, you go, oh, how cute. How can I be friends with this? And, and when Lucas comes across a creature, he goes, well, this is clearly a threat, and we should kill it with fire before it has a chance to do something. You know, there's a... Yeah. And they have Nick in the party, usually, who's chronically bad to animals and who just wants to steal their whiskers for some sort of magic spell. What is it? Feline agility or something? You Cat's know. Grace. So if, they yeah. look, if they look for, like, an elven cat, they're not trying to befriend it. They're just trying to steal its hair. So that is different. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Skill diff, babe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Moon, I'm so anyway. sorry. <laughs> You're a wonderful person. We're not sorry. We're not sorry. <laughs> That's right. Right. So first question, Peaceful Forest, Jungle of Death. Which one of these is an accurate name? So far, it's been quite peaceful to us, so depends on who you are. Clearly labeled Jungle of Death just to scare everyone out of it. Mm. Well, probably humans also that have gone in and maybe not been so welcome. Mm. Yeah, technically humans are not welcome there. We have already figured that out. And since the settlers uh, of Santa Barbara are mostly human, but you know, there are some other races in there, but mostly human. I think uh, they probably named that place. I doubt that the uh, Nerid named the place and then went to the humans and was like, hey, by the way, Forest of Death over there, don't go in, you know, but Mm. I figured that's how it went down. Okay. So maybe not a jungle of death. Anyone want to rename this place? It's probably a good name as is. All right. Yeah, we should keep it like that so people don't come in. Excellent. The jungle of death, horror, terror. Uh, Iceland 2. Electric Boogaloo. Let's go. Uh, So party. I think where last we left, you had explored for a day, met with the Nerid, met with an elven cat, seen some weird water things, giant otter, um, and we left the party in the jungle, making the decision to either wander around for a while just to see if there's anything else of interest here or to head back and organize. So where are we going? Well, I think the thing we want to... Well, the thing I want to do is talk to Geraldine, but that seems pretty hard. She's a pretty hard person to find. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think we still have a bit under two weeks until we meet Geraldine, though. So the question is, how do we use that time until then? And I think um, as... I think Elaine is, Elaine is looking at the group and she says... Um, Two-week vacation, Elaine? I, I don't think so, Vincent. Um, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself, but... And so no one gets a vacation because you don't know how to spend your time. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, sometimes being a leader is tough, Neil, and you have to make decisions for everybody. Okay, get with it. Um, I'll say... If there was a chance to somehow turn the powers of this forest against the orcs, we could have a real chance to just take the entire island for ourselves. Or at least have a way, if we had to split it, to defend our half. That is we true. still can 
We still can talk to Geraldine after, but if that fails, at least we have a fallback. I think. <clears throat> Don't I you think of... it would be difficult to convince the spirits here to, like, defend the island who's primarily being inhabited by humans? Oh, no, I don't think it would be difficult. I think it would be borderline impossible, probably. I don't speak to elementals. I have no idea where they come from. I don't know what they want. And as far as I uh, understand it, Vincent is not a great elementalist uh, expert. No no offense, uh, Vincent. You know, he has his strengths in other places. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've never seen anything like this. I feel like... Anything could be possible right here in this place. Mm. Maybe we should try it. I don't know. Maybe it's foolish. Maybe you're right. And we should just go back and uh, prepare our defenses. Maybe that is the, the true way. I think it's possible if we had a way to prove maybe that we would be committed to making sure that nobody ever came into the forest and that the orcs are a way bigger threat to the land because they're already excavating right they've already gone in they've gotten materials we wouldn't do that we would leave the lands alone it would just be this settlement we would never like conquer it we would tell that small town to never go into the jungle of fiery hell and torture right yeah maybe that sounds like a plan. Maybe better would be to venture further into the jungle of death and talk to the various nerds here than to just see that we're all on the same page. Yeah. Are you sure you want to talk to the nerds because it could be a tactical advantage or do you just like the way they talk to people? If you understand what I mean. How do the nerds talk to people? How, how would you... Whatever would you mean there, Faye? I don't, I don't know. Um. I saw how you looked at that narrative, Vincent. I might not be, you know, uh, a great romantic person, but I'm also not blind. Vincent! You have a crush I... on the narrative? I just want well, to make sure we have the right focus here. Yes, yes, clearly for diplomacy. Yes, of course. Okay, very good. Um, is the cat still near us? Can I scritch the cat again? No, the cat is long gone. What? You can't just no. He wasn't. It. it wandered. You so can't do that to us after a while. But I would have seen it leave, Neil. Yeah, I was you, betting you it see at it the leave. end of the session. Sure, you you watch it walk away into the woods. Kitty, kitty. Yep. Kitty, come back. I'll make sure that I try and find you treats. Okay. Who takes, up. I mean, who takes away a cat on Christmas? Like that's fucked up. That what is, is the coolest thing in the world. Uh, and you destroyed it, Neil. I'll be for good about yourself. Anyway. Alright, well I point on the map. How about up. we head southeast towards that other um pass mm. that we originally uh met the orcs at. Maybe we'll find some nerds in between. Closer to the fort, maybe to support us. I think that's a great idea. Well, I think if we go and catch the, the kitty cat over there, the elvish one, I think it probably knows the forest very well. Well, I mean, we can't communicate with it. Yes. Even if it knows the forest. No, it understood me the last time we spoke. It just couldn't respond. Or, in my language, I wasn't able to communicate back. 
Like when I asked, when I told it I was going to name it something, it said, but an elvish cat. Mm, it already true. had a name. It was Firepaw. You know, Firepaw! Um, if that cat truly loves you, it will come back to you. I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, I don't think mm, that that's it true. loves me, but I, I did quite like the cat. We used to have a lot of cats back at the farm with my parents, you know, a lot of mousers. I'm sure we'll see mousers. that cat again since we'll be in this jungle for a bit. Yeah. Well, southeastern direction then, I take it. Okay. I hope we don't get lost. I'm not particularly good at navigating thick jungles. Don't worry, you have an expert cartographer on your side. All right. You know what else I realized? That the what? description of the gingery cat is really like her. And so I... I called her Firepaw a couple times after last session. Oh, She's like my elfish cat. Oh, that's pretty cute. Okay. We want... They're just doing a, a little bit of organizing over here. It's all fine don't worry about it so we are walking through the jungle of death maybe also known as the happy little fey jungle or the the, the jungle of future elven societies or uh the place where you can exploit all ex yeah exploit the land for all of its wonderful natural resources multiple names multiple concepts um and pretty quickly, during your travel, unprotected by nerids or cats or giant otters, leaving behind the creeks and moving parallel with the mountains, we're going to come across a couple of things of interest. Um, Elaine, as party leader, would you roll me a d10 for surprise to see if you are surprised by this thing? You surprise it or everyone sort of sees each other at the same time. Yeah, it's about the same time. You come across a... If this were a forest, it would be called a meadow. It's a jungle, so it's not quite meadow-like. It's more of a an area of rocky ground where trees cannot grow, and you've got a little bit of fronds and a little bit of ferns and a little bit of grasses here, but sort of a, a wider expanse, maybe, um, you know, 30 meters, 40... 40 yards across, something like that. Um, and perched in the middle on one of these rocks is a, a giant dragonfly. And when I say a giant dragonfly, I mean it's got like a like a 15-foot wingspan, a three-meter wingspan. Um, and it's just sort of perched on the rock with its sets of double wings just gently flexing in the sunshine. Oh, wow. Look at that beautiful thing. Do you think it could be dangerous? I've never seen such a big insect. I think this that place we absolutely is... should be cautious. Oh. No! What? No, be cautious. Just because something is beautiful does not mean that it's not going to try and kill you. This place is crafted as a paradise for elves. I'm sure that if you approach it, no harm will befall us. Mm-hmm. 
that we have to approach it. I mean, it seems to be doing its own thing on the rock over there, so maybe we just, like, let it do its thing. Yeah, we can just, just look at its beauty and then move on. Yeah. I will carefully perceive its beauty with my hand on my hilt. Sure. It's a big insect. You know, all those little tiny insect hairs are now quite apparent. Uh, beauty must surely wow. be in the eye of the beholder for the... I don't know. If you've if you ever seen a fly under a microscope or something, yeah. they're, they're monstrous cool. and hideous. They're cool, totally. But like... And dragonfly wings? Are you kidding? They'd look prismatic in the sunshine in a beautiful meadow. That, that would is look... true otherworldly like stained glass in a cathedral but blown up huge yes yes um the one thing you will notice after perceiving this plainly for a little while is that one of its back legs seems to have skewered upon it a small diminutive um, leathery, green-skinned, bipedal, humanoid-looking thing that would be maybe Wait, like three hold... feet tall if it were standing, but it, you know, it's just what? impaled upon the leg. Oh, like someone oh, like, stabbed it. Yeah, well, you're watching this thing. It's on a rock. You start to move around it, and you come around to like slightly the other side of the rock, and you're like, oh, its leg is like going through a small humanoid creature. What? What's that? Sick. What? Well, how big is that thing? Give the, it like one more time. How big is the dragonfly? The dragonfly has a wingspan, something like 15 feet-ish. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Okay. It's like a house, yeah. There's an entire orc attached to the foot of that thing. It's too small to be an orc. It's only like three okay. feet tall. Orcs would be like six feet tall. It's so this a is goblin in it. It kind of looks like a goblin. It's not quite the same. Like, goblins tend to be a little bit stockier. This thing is kind of scrawny and thin. Maybe like the crop, maybe like a starved goblin or like a, a goblin kin that you've never seen before. Like, maybe a different species of goblin that's not, not on the lands from which you're from. Or maybe it's just like a, a distant cousin. Or. It's about but the it height. Stabbed, so that thing stabbed. The giant mosquito, okay, no, no, no. and is attached the, to the spear. Or did the foot stab through that thing? The foot of the dragonfly is all the way through the very dead. And uh, now that you're really looking at it, partially consumed diminutive right, creature. Right, I'll slowly backtracking, very quietly, yeah. incredibly quietly. I biggest stealth check. Having a meal with the plate mail. Quang, yes, you quang. wouldn't think how quietly that's done. Like, it's so quiet. We are observing it like we would observe a lion eating a gazelle in the wild. Beautiful. Let's get the fuck away. Apparently it has, I guess this is what we're talking about here, a leg basket. I'm not sure what leg basket means on a dragonfly. Um, but I think that's what this is attached Elaine to. Googling. <laughs> I, I am. The way I am that you screen up on your face, like, what the fuck is this life basket? Uh, you never know if you can use that to your advantage in D&D, &D, so you got to learn fast. Like, I fucking don't know. Yeah. What if it's like a, like a bee, where it just, you know, stuffs the Stuff the pollen in. These are so cute. 
they form an oval-shaped basket with their bristle-covered legs that allows them to scoop insects such as mosquitoes right out of the air. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, so in this situation, it has stabbed and scooped this small diminutive goblinoid, but not quite goblin thing. Anyway, you can walk past it. It seems to be chilling in the sunshine and doesn't seem aggressive. Cool. Trump, do you want to inspect this thing for magical components? Uh, Nope, seems good. Okay, cool. You walk on. It's fine. (laughs) Even if it had any, we are not interested. Thank you. Not fucking with that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Your time in the jungle will reveal to you many of its denizens. You will come across snakes from afar, from up close. They're just kind of doing their own snaky thing. You do come across a rattlesnake at some point, but being rattlesnakes, when you approach, it will rattle to let you know it is nearby because it does not want to fight you. Um, And you can easily bypass these things. The only other thing of interest... Of, um, I shouldn't say of interest, but of possible threat to you on this day as you continue walking is this, uh, you hear this like distant echoing sound of like some sort of like hooting or hauling or calling. Well, or something of the like. We also have lots of these at the farm because we have a lot of mice. All these things eat mice. There must be a lot of mice in this forest. Is it like an owl sound when you say hooting? Because the sound you made no. sounded more like a monkey. Yeah. It's more like a a troop of baboons, which is what you oh. will see as you are discussing this. Um, oh, okay. Um, I thought Jess, it was going to be one of your giant monkey, yeah, monkey from... monsters. Jess, would you roll me 10d4 for the number of baboons that you oh. see? moving together in a single formation through the jungle. 21 baboons. It's a lot of baboons. It's a lot of baboons. Yes. Like straight up baboons, yeah? Yeah, yeah. They got, you know, as much hit points as a human, as as a tough human. They got big teeth. You ever seen baboons? They got big old fangs. And, um, they're pretty strong for their, their size. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of them. And they're moving together. Walking, swinging, crawling, jumping, climbing, um, hooting and hollering. And when you do come across them, when you've you know stopped to hear the sound and as they, they begin to approach, um, they'll stop when they see you and take a big posture, sort of beat on their chest a little bit and give out some like cries of, you know, territorial cries. But they don't initially attack. They don't jump to to the front. They don't jump to war. I think we back away a little bit from the baboons. You know, when they do their territorial things, we'll, mm-hmm. we will try to circumvent them. Yeah, and as you back up, they, they sort of push forward a little bit, um, making sure to mark their territory, and as their foes flee before them, the baboons you know fill the space created by your retreat. Yeah. Okay. Yep, they win. You, you can avoid them. If you're being super chill, and yep. uh, it reminds me of being like at the dog park. You know how dogs have like dominance hierarchies. There's like an alpha dog, and my dog's a little beta bitch. So when he goes to the dog park, any dog comes up immediately. What he does, he belly flops <laughs> onto his back, just like that, like belly up towards the sky, and he's just like, oh please, please, I wish I could let us the boy. Please don't hurt me. It's so cute, but that's kind of what we're doing here. We're just like. 
hey baboons we don't we don't want any heat like mm -hmm. bite flight posture submit you are yeah. submitting and fleeing and leaving this to the baboons no ego have cool. your forest baboons excellent yeah the the 20-some baboons are fine to leave you be as they go about the jungle doing their own baboon thing um eventually you will come across a stream. Now, you've been looking for Nerids, and creeks and streams are where you would think to find them. The stream of the last Nerid seemed to have, like, the main route, and then it had all these other things that led into it. Um, was there a... Did anyone get a sense of how much of a stream was considered hers? Like, were the little things that fed into the main creek or river her domain, or was only the, the main vein her domain? No, the smaller ones as well, I felt. She said it was like the entire... Well, I'm not sure if this is still part of it, but the entire left part with the smaller creeks as well. But then it stops and doesn't feed into another river. So she said, like, this part is hers and then it stops. And she doesn't connect with any other narrates, if I remember mm -hmm. correctly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you come oh. across another stream. This is what you're looking for, right? Yeah. I believe so. Yep. Well, this is a quiet part of the jungle. Uh, you are deep within the shadows. There's the creek stream that runs down here full of fresh, clean, clear water. Um, there's no signs of danger around you. I mean, there's little creatures. There's beetles and flies and insects aplenty. Uh, you might see some brightly colored squirrels scrambling through the trees. Some birds here and there. can't really see them. You hear them. They're around, but you don't really see them. But otherwise, it's a very peaceful, quiet little cove. All right. I take a deep breath. I step forward and I say, um... I would appreciate it if you wouldn't tell people about this. And I'm going to kneel down and stick my hand into the water. <laughs> the waters are cool. They run over your hand, giving it relief from the heat of the day. Um, I'll call out and I'll say, <clears throat> this is Elaine Pantaloon. Is a Nerid present? <laughs> In very normal Drakisian tongue? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very, very polite and formal introduction. Uh, and a moment passes and nothing happens. I'll stand up and say, well, it was a nice idea. Shall we go back to camp? And I'll, like, dry my hands on my, <laughs> on my pants. That was, uh, that was very good. Maybe we need to find more water, I say. Maybe we should follow this uh, until it gets to deeper waters. Fine. One more try. I'll give it one more try. And I guess we follow the sidearm until it gets to the big, big creek, if there is one. Mm-hmm. Yep, you can follow this one for a little ways until eventually it will fully intersect with a much larger stream. And I say much larger, and this thing is maybe, you know, um, the, the creek is maybe 15 feet across, or the creek bed is, but the water in itself is only maybe 10 feet across, leaving uh, some rocky banks on either side and a, maybe a three-foot cliff leading up to the, the main jungle floor. 
I'll look at Vincent. Is this... Do you think this is sufficient, or...? Uh, this might be it. It uh, doesn't hurt to try. Don't worry, I won't tell anyone, I say. I'll, I'll be kneeling right behind you. Alright. I guess. <clears throat> I'll walk forward. I'll kneel down. I'll give out a little sigh, stick my hand into the water, and I'll say, um... This is Elaine Pentolin. Is there any Nered present that I could talk to? Me and my bodyguard are kneeled behind Elaine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little while that passes. How long do you wait? You know, is this like the Nared should be here right now, or they might take ten minutes to arrive, or... Well, how how, how patient is, are you? We waited for the the other Nared one morning for her to come out of that river, right? Yeah. So how long did it take then? Was it instant? Yeah, it was like five minutes. All right, I'm waiting five minutes. Yeah, well... I love my hand in the in the cold river water. Mm, mm-hmm. Yep, your fingers begin to prune, uh, but eventually, appearing before you, rising from the water, will be another one of these elementals or elemental kins, taking on, um, well, Trump. You are with your bodyguard right behind her. So the, the Nared will appear with a shawl around her shoulders hanging over her, um, looking very similar to the last one. Like, like, re- like, very, very, very similar. Almost identical in body and form. Just ever so slight differences. This one might be a little taller. Shoulders might be a little bit thinner. You know, face might be a little bit longer. But otherwise, like, the details are uncannily similar um we're gonna have to take a short break and we'll be back on the other side with a little bit more rise of drekus where is the break button there it is Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rise of Drakus. Everything is in place. We are putting our hands in the stream, calling out for Nared, and soon, sure enough, after a few minutes, one will arrive. It's a little bit... Um, you might not have heard this, Peach, but it's looking eerily similar to the last one you saw. Ever so slight differences will lead you to believe that maybe this is a different one, like slightly thinner shoulders, maybe a little taller, maybe like a little bit of a longer okay. face or something. But same sort of shawl that drapes over her, same like really curvy body, same like popping out of the water halfway, like there's a there's a echoey nature to these elementals that you yeah. are seeing. Um, and popping out of the water, the Nared will give the assembled party sort of like um, a warm, receptive glance and look around. <clears throat> oh, hello. Greetings. Greetings. Hello. Oh. Hello. We have already met uh, Skeely. I don't know if you know her. She's the Nared one river over. Yes. It's my sister. Oh, she was lovely. Yes, what a wonderful greeting we received from her. We are newcomers to this island. 
Yes. Have you had a chance to, to speak with her yet about this? Of you? No. Okay. Just checking. Well, uh, I am Elaine Pentelin. This is Vincent Mapper. This is Crumpet who goes by Crumb. This is Vaudron. Um... We bring some grave, grave news. We know that this forest is reserved as a safe haven for elves and fae folk. I'll say, uh, scratching my head a little bit. Um... There's a bunch of orcs who have invaded the island and who are currently in the process of trying to take over and gain as much material and wealth as they can from this place. I see. And we are very worried about the protection of this safe haven here. Yes. You are clothed in metals? Yes, that is true. Okay. Did you want Do something you like from it? me? Should I take... Should I... Oh, I was wondering... Do you have... Is there a way to bring the jungle on our side to tell it to protect itself from these intruders? <laughs> I'll say, leaning my head to the side. Do you want to tell the jungle to protect itself? Oh, um, that you say it really does sound like a stupid idea. I don't know why we came up with this plan in the first place. How? I'm a little bit at a loss, to be honest. Um, we we don't have the troops to keep these people at bay, and I really would like to protect this place, but I I don't know how I can. I see. Uh, you seem awfully unconcerned, I say, uh, assuming that she hasn't really given much reaction. Yeah, that that's a pretty accurate assessment. Wouldn't it be um, bad for this location for orcs to invade? I ask the nerd. Well, I'm not very familiar with orcs, but they're not fey. They're not creatures from the Feywild. They seem foreign, like yourself, but you're not dangerous, right? You've been brought here. These orcs are, you say? I can't confirm this, but given our uh, introduction, it seems like um, the forest was being protected from anyone that wasn't Fey from entering. Uh, mm-hmm. It's only because we were guests of Elaine here that mm. we were allowed entrance. And yes. Elaine deems that the orcs are are trying to harm the elves and this oh. sacred forest. 
Well, the forest, I don't know. There are currently not many elves around on this island. Why not? If you're here and orcs are here, or... Where's, where's everyone else? That is a wonderful question, and I wish I could answer that. Oh. I think we're here See, early. Oh. They will be coming later. The first settlers, yes. Oh. But we saw what the orcs were like in the rest of the island, and they were, um... Well, they resort to much more violent means, um... And they were plundering the island for its resources, trying to, to mine and excavate and take the precious metals from the earth. Um, Plunder's not, not a nice word. No, no, it was awful. That's what they seek to do, to take advantage of this earth because they see it as a resource. Of well, course, let's not go that far yet. We we don't we haven't really grasped the orcs' intentions yet. Hmm. Um, I've unfurled the map, and um, basically my map has the two mountain passes that we went through, the mm -hmm. one that the orcs were at, and the one that we went through. Um, do you have a general sense of where we're at right now? I've been trying to map. I know that I have the river from the first Nerd, and then where we are now. I'm so sorry. All I know are the bounds of my waterways. I I feed many small streams into a lake. Though that is the extent of my domain. Beyond that, mm -hmm. there are mountains. Mountains uh, from which the sun rises and sets over or passes beyond. Um, and that is that is what I know. Hmm, okay. Um, how many of... Are you... Forgive my ignorance. Are you all sisters, I ask? Or just yes. you and... Yes, okay. Yes. Um, how many of you are here in this jungle? Four hundred and something, something... Oh, wow. I have not counted myself. Sisters, by, 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 how, what, what, how do you become a sister? Um, you share a parent? Oh, wow. Wonderful. I wasn't sure if it was different for Anerits than it was for us. I think I'm using the right words. This is not my native tongue. Born from the oh, same mother would right. make us sisters? Yes. Yes. Then sisters. Oh, wonderful. Right. I look at the map that we're at and I uh, try to gauge where we're at on this map. Yeah. Now you're a cartographer. You're a good map maker. Would you make me a cartography check? Because while you're great at making maps, you're necessary. You're your judgment of like how far you might have traveled over land could be a little bit off um and your your maps for this region are not perfect yet they're still being made so with a 26 that's a pretty good assessment you can still see this mountain peak over here um, and judging by angles on it and everything you you're probably somewhere in this range looking over at this direction 
you know, following the creeks means being downhill, which actually means going deeper into the jungle and away from the mountains. Um, but you're still in a spot where you can see this this particular peak. Okay, great. Um, can we see that peak from where we're at? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, this one or, or this one. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I point towards that peak over there. Um, from my knowledge, that's where... Uh, people can cross the mountains into the jungle. Do you know of that place? No, it's very high up. Uh, do you, are one of your sisters watching over that peak or the area? I don't know. I'm not... We... We do not intersect here in this land. We only see and meet one another back home. I haven't a, a, an idea of who goes where. Mm-hmm. Except for, of course, those who whose creeks and streams also feed into my lake. We share the same great body of water and each has our own tributary. Mm-hmm. Okay. You seem troubled. Are you not the first people here? As you said, are, are you not the... Is this not your home? Are you not well, prepared? If this, is our, if this is our home, then we need to find a means to prepare, uh, to, prepare to defend yes. it. And that is the difficulty, isn't it? There's not much time, and if people are to follow here, then we are we're just in trouble. They might take over the island before we have the chance to prepare the the arrival that might be coming. Well, that's not how things are supposed to go. You're right, it's not. How are things supposed to go then? I mean, I thought it would be the great arrival and the safe havens for the elves and the faithful, but... Yes, that's what if, I was... If, if, it, if it's supposed to be that way, why didn't the gods make it so? I don't know. You should ask them. That's true. But unfortunately, they do not talk to me. Oh. Do they talk Never to have. you? What's your name, Nerd? I'm Fino. Oh, hi, Fino. Do the gods speak to you, Fino? Hmm. Sometimes. I've been given... They, they encouraged me to come here. They helped us arrive. They helped set up... They, they, they set up the land and built the terrain and the flows of water and air and stone. How um, long ago was that? A um, hundred and thirty moons? And then all of them left? Two hundred moons? Mm. Um, no, they were... Um, they were not here. They 
how do I say this? Um, and she will sort of, you know, dip one of her hands back into the water, and then you'll see a, a small, like, wave or, or hill of water rise, and then her hand will kind of come out of it, and the hill will collapse below. Uh, and she'll do that motion a second time while saying, um, I lift the water without breaking the surface of the water. This land is made in a similar way, lifted without being upon it. Is that clear? I'll look at Vincent. Yes, makes perfect sense. I nod. Yeah. Uh, It's uh, lifting. Did that happen many moons ago? And I try to think to myself what a, how long a moon is. Maybe like a Um, full moon cycle? 28 days. So you get 12, 13 moon cycles in a year. 130 moons is about 10 years. Um, But her answer doesn't seem to be super precise. Right? Yeah, with that... Uh, I think about my history. Would that kind of equate to the this land rising out ten years ago? Ten years seems maybe a little bit short. I th- your impression is that this might this area might have started to be built, you know, twice a, twice that long ago. Maybe in the last twenty years, it started to come into existence. Um, but it's all there's also a lot of uncertainty. Like the land was found in process, and no one knows how long it had been growing when it was found. Right. Um, okay. But 10, 20 years is sort of a, a ballpark figure. Okay. Um, do you think, I asked Nared, if uh, some giant threat were to happen, your god would let you know? Hmm. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, if there were a threat to the peace of this land, this is a big ask, but would you come with us to help defend this area? My creek? Yes, yes, of course I would defend my creek. Hmm, how about the creek next to us, to the east? Your sister's creeks. The ones that feed into my lake? Of course. The ones that do not touch my lake... Uh, no. Certainly not. Why not? Aren't they all worth protecting? It's not mine to protect. This is my domain. But if they if if they came after your sister's creeks, then they might next come for yours if the threat isn't handled. By protecting theirs, they could help protect yours to keep all the creeks safe. You would technically, for a moment, be helping protect theirs, but in reality, it would be in the interest of protecting your own. How would I know where to go or how to get there or... I would have to leave behind my stream. Who would watch it? Who would I take suppose. care of it? Where would I go? How would I survive? I suppose that is true. Uh, she would have to leave her own creek. I... I. We are not like you. Mm-hmm. You are not tied to your land. Mm-hmm. What you ask that makes... What you ask is impossible. Mm-hmm. Okay, I suppose it makes sense. 
But if they came after your creek or the creeks that connect into yours, you'd be willing to help defend those. These are. This is my creek. It is my domain to care for. Mm-hmm. I, I am the steward of it. I yes. will care for it as best as I can. I think I understand. Okay. Are you not the proper denizens? I am a halfling. I am only here because of Elaine. Elaine believes that we are... You ask very strange questions. Very, yes, very I'm strange sorry. questions. I'm trying to learn my best, but of course, uh, I am not so aware yet. So I must ask strange questions first to be informed after. I have asked so many strange questions okay. in my time. Okay. I can give you an explanation if you want one. I suppose. I'll say, um... So, where I originally come from, before I arrived here, is a place of great wars and much danger. And one of the greatest dangers has recently been slain. It was a giant red dragon. That red dragon has destroyed much of the lands of the humans and of the lands of the elves as well. And when the fight hit its peak, the elves left. Okay. We assume that they left to settle somewhere else, to go somewhere safe. But they never came here. Not the others, at least. And we don't know if they will still come or not. If it just takes some more time. Or what exactly is happening with that part. Mm. So, um... I would very much like to keep this place safe, but I am currently, well, we're currently only two half-elves, to be honest, who can can take care of it. You're filled with much self-doubt and fear. Well, familiar with these emotions. Imagine you wouldn't have to just look after your own creek. But you came here by yourself and all the other creeks were empty and you were being told that you will have to protect all... You don't have to protect all the creeks, you know, this is only your creek. But if you don't protect all the other creeks and they will fall to the enemy and everything that you will see will be destroyed and will be gone and everything that you love will be taken away from you. Mm. And then your single creek has not much value anymore. Hmm. And that's the situation I'm currently in. So Mm. I am very much wanting to protect my creek here and protect all the creeks around it. But there's only so much power I wield. Mm. You know, the gods talk to you when they... Or, you know, I do the rippling motion with my hand and I say, um, when you first came here and... For some of us, it's much more subtle. They don't talk to us that way. Mm. They will just give you a feeling what is right or wrong. I get Mm. that feeling usually after a lot of pacing. Mm. And I know what to do. But when I stepped foot into the jungle, I knew that this is a wonderful place that's worth protecting. And Mm -hmm. I would love to protect it. But 
I can only protect so much, and there's an entire village of people that needs me. Mm-hmm. So what will you do? So th this sounds like a very serious and dangerous question. I don't know what to do. I think, um... As beautiful as that land is, I don't think it is equipped to defend itself against such a threat. I don't think... The denizens of this place have any idea what it's like to fight to the death and protect, truly protect their place. In a sense, it's not just preserving, but actually defending. Mm. And I'm not sure I can put that on you. Mm. The Nairn seems um, uncomfortably unconcerned with the dangers you face, as if these yeah, problems just, are happening to someone a million miles away. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. It's a. I'll I'll tell her. Um, I don't know how much you understand about moral concepts. I've once read a book, which talked about how. Distance matters greatly in how concerned we are about someone's well-being. Mm. So we care very much about our own creek and we wish to defend it. But the further the creek is away, that is, for example, attacked, right? The further that creek is away from our creek, the less concerned we are and the less willing we are to defend that place. Mm -hmm. Not because we're not a good person, but simply because it's just an emotion that doesn't stir in us. Okay. It's like the gods have told us that we should be concerned with all creeks instead of just one. Your duty is to protect your creek, but our duty from the gods is to protect all the creeks. Okay. Yeah, and I don't think you you understand what that feels like. I don't no. think you would know. Yeah. Is there any creature that is concerned with the whole jungle except for myself? Have you ever met anybody? I don't know. You're the first native of this realm that dwells on land with which I have spoken. Hmm. And I'm, you've I'm mightily unfamiliar met... with the rest of the the earth. Right, and you haven't met any creature around here that is capable of speaking, that traverses the lands and doesn't just stay in its own boundaries. That is right. Okay. You were the first and to visit is... my waters and speak with me. Okay. Right. Did you and, say uh, your water connected with uh, other of your sisters? Yes. Some. There are five uh, of us, and we all share one great lake. Okay, does that, like, go north? Um, north? Away from the mountains. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. If you follow here, I, you will come to it. You will head um, towards the sunrise, and then away from the mountains, and come to our home. Oh god, sunrise east? West? East. East, okay. Oh, uh, very good. We were heading towards the sunrise. Could you um, 
lead us that way? <laughs> Just follow the water. Okay. We will. Thank you. Um, she'll sort of stand there half out of the water, just kind of watching with that bland, not bland, but um, uh, it's not ditzy, but it's like unconcerned. It's like the 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 customer service face mixed with like a little bit of um, I'm not really involved. You know, like if you if you see something happening across the street and you're like, wow, that's that's really interesting. And someone yells at you and you're like, yeah, sure. But like, not my business. It's not. There's like a, you know, a lack of connection that almost makes it look. Um, yeah, Ditsy's not the right word, but. I want to ask her. Oh, super random question. Um, what, Do you know anything of the. I don't know what, what they're called. They're big bugs. They look like dragonflies, if you know what that is. Large, large wings and buggy eyes. There are large winged creatures that visit and drink from my waters, yes? With buggy, buggy eyes. And I, I just described everything that I saw in detail. I'm just trying to get like a sense of like, does she know of them? Yeah, uh, when you put enough detail into it, her head will bob, the water will slosh. What I about think... the tiny, the tiny green ones? About yes. this size, green, bipedal, probably drink water. My guess is they live in groups, possibly in a cave or a hut. Probably smell not very nice. I mean, I'm just making assumptions here based on what I've learned so far, but... Yes? Probably timid. Easily to intimidate. I think I know of what you speak. Do they... live anywhere around here? I, I don't know. They don't live in my waters, nor are adjacent to them. They That's don't strange. speak. Never... Oh, they're not... You said we were the first beings you've met. I've spoken Those aren't with beings. Oh, I've not spoken with these green-skinned spear hunters. Oh. I did not know that they speak. Where do they drink? If they come to drink, where do they drink from? From the lake, and my sisters say they drink from their streams further towards the sunrise. Mm. Thank you. We'll be on our way then. Mm. May Lumis light the your path. I'll take yes. I'll take her I'll take her hand and I'll say, um I want you to know that if <sighs> I just want you to know how blessed you are. That's all I'll say, and I'll gently squeeze her hand. I'll say, you can be very happy and very fulfilled for I'm sure you have been blessed with something much greater than we can possibly understand I don't know what you mean but I think your words are intended to convey compassion and empathy and so I appreciate them oh if if we if we 
stumble upon one of your sisters um in the future and we want to like uh, in our cultures we do something nice for people when we see them sometimes is there anything nice that we could do like like a like put flowers in the water or um uh is it is it a kindness to drink from the water or... I, i'm not really sure see that's why i'm asking Mm. There is only hmm. kindness. Hmm. Uh, kindnesses are how does one respect for the water might be the best translation. Respect for the the bed and the shores and the berms and the beams and the rocks and the roots and the creatures within. Mm. Um, but this is... This is not so much kind as it is... Or is as not mean? Yes, is kindness the absence of meanness? In that case, do not be mean and you shall be kind? No, no, of course we would want to respect the waters. I was thinking not something that is not just the absence of mean, but more the present giving of more kindness. Of something... I don't understand. Yes, like... Do you know what a present is? Like a gift? No. Oh... It's oh. when you hand for... one thing to another person. Like, do you do you know what a cookie is? No. Um, but she uh... will reach one hand back into the water and pull up some pebbles from the, the the bed of the creek and hand them over to you. I give you gifts. Oh, thank you. No, but that's that's not what I was wondering about. Um, it's more like, do you eat anything? Do you have anything that you like? No. Hmm. Well, for us, we we like certain things, like when we eat or drink very crisp water. It is a, pl- a good experience. It it feels nice. You, you murder to sustain yourself. I understand. Yes, but uh. And it is the job of fish to be murdered for sustenance. Have you ever had a pebble that's really shiny and beautiful? Yes, I have. As an especially beautiful pebble that has brought you more contentment than the others. Yes? We have that too. Not pebbles, but other things. And sometimes if we find what is like a special pebble to show that we care so much for someone else, we will give them that pebble so that they will enjoy it. And it is, that is like a gift. So I was wondering if anything like that exists. I don't think so anymore, but I was just wondering. Wow, we are so weird. You would give up part of who you are to another person? Oh no, not give... Not part well, of who we are. That it sounds... depends on the gift. Sometimes we do. Are the I'll pebbles say. not part of your your home, your your domain? I'll say um, sometimes if you value something very much, right, and you give it to another person, 
you will feel richer after giving it up because you know the other person will also find happiness in that pebble you've given so you feel happiness for having had that pebble and gratitude for the time you spend with it and the other person will also enjoy the newfound pebble so the overall enjoyment will be greater after you've given something up that you valued this is very strange yes is, i don't I understand uh, it's okay let me, it was, let me, can you sense topic. the kindness you said you sent can you sense well, the kindness in me sweet words i understand but yes distributing Doesn't, pebbles i do not yeah yes strange how human. do you have fun around here oh I lay in the sunshine, I swim down the rocks, I glide gracefully and gently, I bask in the glory of all that I hold, I speak with my sisters, we splash, we move with the fish, um, we we support the ducks and other creatures. Uh, yes. gently fun is under. very important. It would be bad if you wouldn't be able to have fun, right? It would be unfun. It would be sad. Yes, we are trying to make sure that you continue to be able to have fun. Uh, and Why would I not? Well, what would stop me? There's a potential problem, um, which isn't important yet, but could be in the future. Uh, supposing... Doesn't that describe all problems? Yes. Uh, but yes, if orcs came and took over your... Uh, stream then you wouldn't be able to bask in the sun and play with your sisters uh or protect your creek they would seek to hurt it how how why could one one what do you mean destroy a creek reshape it damn it block it to what end there there would be no that would be wanton destruction for no rhyme or reason or purpose who would do such things if you put up a mine to mine resources, right, then all the dirt that comes from the mountain will be washed into the creek, and all the fish mm-hmm. in there will die, and there will be no more living creek. It's, it's... just a side effect. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean somebody wants to do it. It can just happen because they have a different yeah. goal. But who would... Who would cause such harm? Have, people have who the don't gods consider not spoken that... to you? Yes, about, yeah. about people, people who don't consider evil. These are strange and foreign concepts to me. I am new to oh. this world. I've been here only a uh, hundred or two hundred moons. I oh. do not fully comprehend the intent. Would someone not realize that... Would Why would... I, I get... A bear may... Um, no, what? Mm. But you are here to stop this from happening, yes? You say that there is danger that looms near, and that these creatures you call orcs will intentionally or unintentionally kill me. Maybe. Maybe. And that you are here to save me and the all around you. 
to protect you so that you may continue to protect your creek. We we do not seek to, to take your job in protecting your creek. Thank you, I suppose I should say. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. What are your well, sister's think... names, by the way? Oh, you bastard. <laughs> um... How many did you have? Did you have five? I think it was... <laughs> no, 400. <laughs> but but that share the lake with her. Yeah. Uh, um... We have Dexamen, Dion, Glenny, uh, Ferusa, and uh-huh. Sepio. What about the others? <laughs> no, Excuse we don't me? have to worry about those yet. Uh, and you were, again, I have such a sort of... Empathino. Empathino. Okay. All right, thank you. We're going to go towards the sun set sunrise and uh perhaps meet more of your sisters i hope you do not distress them as much as you have distressed me i feel worry bubbling through me oh no we just haven't talked with uh, many of you yet i think our talk with the others should be much more happy should there not be many of you should this place not crawl with elves in time eventually okay oh well, i trust it I trust that you know what you're doing and you will do the right thing. Thank you. All creatures seek to do the right thing in this realm. Is it not the truth? You all embody your inner natures. You all care for your homes. Yes. The most of us, yes. Well, then I'm sure everything will work out. Yes. I know. Splendid. Fine. Well, for your efforts, I'll say. And out of my, um, like, I'll, I'll open up my necklace that I'm wearing, and I'll fiddle off a signet ring, and I will hand her the signet ring, and I'll say, um, this is a pebble I found on my, one of my adventures. Um, it has taught me a great many things. It's a, it's a signet ring of one of the goblin stompins said um, about great ideals I think you should have it I thank you is this the the pebble you speak of it is one of my most treasured pebbles yes and you no longer wish to have it I understand I wish for you to have it I am not throwing it away I want you to keep it safe and to treasure it. Ah, I will hold it for you until you return. No, no, it's not for me. It's yours. You can put it with your pebbles now. Okay. May Nadinus bless your walk. And the Nerid will slip into the water. And you can actually kind of see the ring as it quickly, uh, (laughs) like, sort of bolts downstream towards the lake. Wonderful. I'll look at the others and I'll say, do we really want to talk to four Nerids and then find the green goblins in hope they might... I I don't know. But if if we were to ever meet a Nerid who... uh, I think the thing that might ingratiate us with the Nerids is if 
you know, if one of them has been mistreated, we can name drop a few other nerds and say that we're cool with them. I'm just yeah. not sure if we are not just making things more difficult for them. Are we actually protecting them or are we hurting them in sharing our knowledge? Well, once we find a Nerid that, if we find a Nerid that hasn't uh, had the same blissful ignorance, then we can talk to them. Yeah, maybe if we gauge, I, I don't know, maybe they're not, if the gods haven't warned them about anything, are they supposed to be worried? I don't, this seems like terrifying to come to grasp with, like, it's like giving Eve a bite of the apple. She's like, there's bad in the world? What do you mean? That's terrifying. So I I don't know. Maybe we get a grasp of if they've been fucked over. Yeah, I think uh, the more towards the sunrise we go, the uh, more that we might find evidence of this, or hopefully not. Yeah. Fine. Let's just hope we don't find any more of those giant dragonflies. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We're, we're again. We're the elves, right? We're Kind of, but it's supposed to be a safe haven. I don't think they'd want elves getting in. And you're at least half of one, so... Well, elves are very strong and very long-lived. I'm pretty sure one of them could probably take on that giant dragonfly. Yeah. Well, then surely we can, too. Uh, hopefully. Alright, east. Eastward! Eastward we go. Our party can venture for some time, and eventually the sun will set. The jungle is not exactly easygoing terrain. It's not flat. It's not clear. There's a constant little scramble up and down and around, um, and a watch, having to watch your step for pitfalls, small animal holes, pointy rocks, and all manner of impediments. Um, we will rest another night in the jungle. How many days of food supplies did you bring when you came out here? Good question. Let me have a look. Four total. Okay. For so per person. One, Four total per person. Two. So this is day three. You have one more day of food. Um, but hey, maybe you can scavenge food from the jungle. It's probably fine. Well, Vincent did have herbalism. I think he said... Mm. Oh, no, that wasn't the other place where you gathered that. That was for the orc meeting. Yeah, okay. We can try to do some scavenging, I guess. Hmm. I think that we should probably try and scavenge today, no? To see if we can Well, maybe the nerds will also provide us with some... I don't know. Maybe they don't like it if you eat their fish. Well, they said it was there for eating. Okay, so maybe they can provide us with some fish. Yeah, maybe if we uh, ask them nicely, they'll just bring us fish. Well, they if they don't give strange. us if they don't give us any food today, we'll have to turn around because I'm not starving. Oh, we're capable adventurers. We'll, we'll find food. Okay. Well, would you like hmm. to ask a Nerid today for a fish? Sure. Okay. Yeah, we've Wonderful. been walking along a creek, so yes. Um. I, I guess I did sort of skip over that. You walk along the creek, you will find the lake before the sun goes down. I kind of skipped over that wildly important detail. Um, it is a decent-sized lake. It's definitely, like, less than a mile across, maybe a, a quarter mile, maybe a half mile. 
um, one way and it's not exactly like a, a perfect oval. It's got all these little, you know, branches that go off in different directions. Um, and you are presently on the southwest side of the the lake. <laughs> I almost uh, laughed at myself on thinking of this idea. So, do we want to fish or do we want to just have the nerds bring us food? Well, you should talk to them and ask them. We, we wanted to introduce ourselves anyway, right? I think that you should introduce yourself first, Lane, as, as you are the one who, uh, we are only your guests, so they might find it weird that the inferiors are speaking to them. Ah, I don't think we have to worry about that. I, I just kind of call out to the yeah. in general, Fino! Yeah, after some time, the Nerud will return. Um, she'll wander over to the edge, uh, remaining half submerged in the, the lake shore. Uh, Fino, we're kind of hungry. Could you bring us some fish? She looks back to the water. There they are. Uh, we're not very good at catching them. Could you help us? No. No? No. You, Why not? What do you mean you can't catch them? Uh, we think Is that you're not a your lot nature? Better. You're a lot better at it, right? I cannot help you with this. It is the war between you and the fish that <laughs> is the natural way of things. If I were to intervene, I would be a, a terrible hostess. I do I not thought... begrudge you killing my my guardian, those within my charge for your own sustenance, but I certainly will not help you. That is understandable. Thanks, Fina. You are strange people. Yes. And yeah. she will go. Yeah. Um. Hmm. You might want to do a little land foraging, unless you guys are good at fishing. Yeah, I think we're fishing with what? Our bare hand? This is like you know, you can wade in until you up to your knees and then try to catch one with your hands. Kind of deal. This is why we should have had the elvish cat. We would have said Firepaw, fuck up a fish for us. Firepaw would go get a fish in one claw. I think it's interesting that you think if you could speak with cats, they would do what you wanted them to do. No, I think that it would be like cats historically, if they like you, they go out. They think that you're kind of useless to begin with. They kill small game and they love to bring it back to you. That's a fact. They wouldn't do much if you asked them. But killing something for you and bringing it back, cats fucking love that. They yeah. love it. I would love to sustain myself on mice until this jungle adventure is over. That would be fantastic. Better than dying, mm. you. Better than well, dying. Well, um, I don't know how much cats love to swim in lakes and catch fish, but either way, the, there is no cat nearby. The party is on it's their own. Fucked up. It's fucked up. Oh no, we're losing the war against the fish. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I think the best we can do is uh, just gather the herbs, which are much easier than the fish. Yes. Yeah. You can find some things to eat and snack on. You can use maybe a half a day ration if you eat 
if you forage this morning and this evening and tomorrow morning. Um, if you're going to be traveling and foraging, it will slow your rate of movement down. Not a huge, if terrible deal. If we forage deal. for an entire day and get half a ration, we're still starving, then we still have to turn around. I'm just putting it out there. We can't move on on half a ration. Oh, like... It's because we're traveling. I think if we were to like focus on foraging, we could mm -hmm. net positive, right? Yes. Your, your assumption... Positive as in more for one, like for at least two days or... How in, positive. In a place like this, in theory, if you, you know, are... There, there's such abundance here, and there is seemingly a lack of predators here, and there's seemingly plenty of things to be found. If you successfully forage for a day, you should be able to make, like, one quarter's day progress in a direction. That is to say, um, finding a way to sustain yourself in this area without a survival proficiency will take about half to three quarters of your day of movement. So you could travel and forage, but your movement will be very slow. We've Does traveled four. How many days so far? You. This is your the end of your second day in the jungle, but the first day you really just kind of like went up and down the one creek without going east or west. Don't, don't so we have about five more days. I am a very no, good four. fisherman. So okay. we have about four more days before we need to turn around don't worry we can gather as much fish as we want i i kind of look into the lake um is it mm -hmm. obvious there's a lot of fish in there um as you watch the lake you will see from time to time fish but it's not like you know huge schools swimming everywhere but you stand in the water and you look for a little while and then you'll see you know there's like a whole bunch of the, the little tiny bite-sized guys coming around and maybe a couple of larger ones over there and um, the little ones will come up towards the shallows and start picking at things in the the sand and mud and the larger ones stay a little bit further out um, every now and then you'll see a fish blop and break the surface as it grabs insects off the top don't worry we'll be fine Excellent. i would say reassuringly uh, not today, because I haven't prepared the proper fishing spell, but tomorrow will be fine. Tomorrow, all right then. You have a fishing spell. Well, I do have a fishing spell. That's so great. I guess we can just do normal foraging for the rest of the day then. Mm -hmm. Set up camp next to the lake, maybe. Okay. Yeah. We set up camp. We rest. We're going to take a short break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to see um, what the party's going to do. It sounds like you're looking for Fishing. a way to get to that pass. Um, so we'll figure it out on the other side of our break. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Rise of Drekus, Chapter 2. We've spoken with some Nerids. They don't seem too concerned about the dangers you're facing. Um, they also don't seem to know much about what's going on in the jungle. In fact, I dare say the Nerids are practically useless, except for that first one that seemed to be keeping people out of the jungle. But this last one seems just sort of like, la la la, I have a creek, la la la, world is fine, la la la, you know. He was just we've... born like 10 years ago, so yeah. I don't know. Try talking to a 10-year-old. We based... No, not a 10-year-old. That's a 2-year-old. But anyways, uh, yeah, we based uh, our opinion on how useful they would be off of the first one. Mm. Unlucky. Unlucky. Well, what now, party? I what learned now? over the break that apparently I need to actually burn my spells to learn new spells. 
Yeah, but right? I think most of the time you can just burn them the night before, and that's kind of what I was assuming. Okay, I thought, cool. Yeah, we've played. You've been a spellcaster in second edition campaigns before. I just assumed I, you remembered how it worked. I I need to be more careful if I ever prepare one of those six hour casting spells. Then. Yeah, definitely. Do you have okay. any six hour casting spells? No, but there's one that I was considering getting okay, at some point. Yeah, yeah. Maybe don't take that one unless you're about to do it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, here we are. You're in the jungle. Wait. You wake up the next morning. It's fine. In Life the morning, is okay. I, uh, I begin our war against the fish by casting magic missile on fish. Base. Yeah. <laughs> you are. And they're toasted too. They come out. You are a fourth level caster, so you get four magic missiles and you can kill four fish and you can feed the party. Done. Nice. Easy peasy. I assume, you know, you take however long, five to 20 minutes to wait until you can see four large fish. And then I'm just going to assume you, you take all the appropriate precautions uh, and Very it's good. done and the fish are dead. And the war is won. <laughs> I was reading the chat and they're making fun of us for losing the fish. <laughs> okay, okay, very good. Uh, let's head to that mountain pass then. I think we might be able to make it to that. Um, ooh, might be another day or so. You're only making like okay. 10 miles a day through the jungle. Um, so yesterday... Maybe you may need a little bit too much progress. It'll take a little bit longer. Um, okay. And the vibe I'm getting from the party is avoid potential conflicts. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're Unless gonna... the conflicts can talk. We'll try to... We, we would be willing to talk to a conflict. It's not a giant <laughs> insect. Got it. Yeah. Or the boom. Avoid them, meet the streams, but only, you know, talk to the nerds, which have talked with other beings before. Okay. Uh, well, later in that day, you'll be walking alongside the one of the streams that leads into the opposite side of this lake. If you want to stop and put your hand in and call the nerd and speak to it, you can. Um, you can have a short chat. It, much like the other sister that leads into this lake, is pretty oblivious to all of the evils in the world and thinks that everything is just like a perfect, natural, harmonious, imbalanced place where no one would do anyone else harm because why would you do that? Um, naive, oblivious, hopeful. I don't know how you want to describe these creatures, but uh, they seem completely unconcerned with the dangers of orcs in this world. Completely unconcerned. Um, Pichachu, will you roll me a 1d100 and do not roll a low number? I don't have very good luck with you. You might not, but I want to see a non-low number from you. 100. Not a low number. I'm going 90 or above here. Oh my oh, god. Wow. Yeah, well, that's great. Uh, we're just going to skip a couple of days then because you rolled a 97. Uh, and really? one... Skip two. a couple of days. <laughs> uh, as you travel to the mountain pass. You, you oh, get there without danger. This is just a time danger. skip spell. Okay, get it. All right. <laughs> Things go well for the party. There are no monsters. Okay, there are no dangerous you. things. Very well. <laughs> Very well done. 
uh, somewhere thank you, thank you. on August 22nd, you will arrive at the base of the mountain and you can look up and you can see that there is this like cut through on the mountain that looks like the cut through on the maps that you've drawn and judging by the distance to the other points and triangulating that with the map that you've got from your from Vincent Mapper. This has got to be San Marcos Pass, old San Marcos Pass that runs through the mountains. This has got to be the spot. Great. I look for the closest source of water near here. Um, yeah, there's like a, a little tiny stream that you can find nearby. It's a uh, so like a little tributary. Are you looking for a bigger one, like a creek, like yeah, a, a narid dwelling? Until we go to a narid. Yeah. Soon enough. Following this round, you will find another little narid stream, or what looks like it would probably be a narid stream. You're getting kind of familiar with these at this point. And um, you can step forward, you can reach into the water, you can call for the creature, and after some time passes, soon enough, another one of these practically identical, very, like, They've got like the, the shoulders and hips and the, the waist curve of like an ocean wave, just like this really rounded out figure that is not quite humanly possible. Um, but they all have these shawls on them and they're all sort of made of water. Did I ever show you a picture of a Nerid? I don't know if I did. Um, elemental kin. Nope, that's an air one. That's a fire one. That's a water one. Well... No, that's not right, because she's more watery and less fleshy looking. She's more like the, the water snake next to her in terms of, like, coloring. But, oh, cool. Um, you know. Oh, the camera's trying to blur. Having cameras that blur automatically are bad. I'll find another way to give you an image. Anyway, there's an Arid. She pops up. She says, hello. Hi, have you seen any other beings that have tried to talk to you? Or, uh, or seem like sentient? No, not sentient, but like intelligent. Not, not that either. People with purpose. Humanoids. Humanoids. Yes. The things that walk on two legs. Let me guess. They pass, uh, they pass along that road that runs through the pass over here. No. They come and drink from the stream. What are they? I don't know. Okay, can you describe them in colors and sizes and possibly amount of feet they walk on? Two feet? Uh, and she'll lower herself until she's like just at her rib cage about um, and then like reach to the top of her head. Yay height? Color of mm, new leaves. Hmm. Do they talk to each other? Not that I've heard and not in any language I would understand. But many creatures make sounds beyond my comprehension. The birds chirp, the insects buzz. Do they uh, make sounds like this? And I try to do a imitation goblin, uh, which I've heard from you before. It's like, help, help me, help. Uh, she will chuckle at your, your imitation goblin and then shake her head and say, no, no, not at all like that. I, I heard no such noises but you're very funny I nudge him with my elbow uh oh yes thanks bye <laughs> alright you move on Here we go. this is somebody else's narrative but I like this one this is a pretty good 
Oh, we'll make it bigger so it can be seen. Voila! There, Nared, done. Oh, no wonder Elaine thinks I like this. <laughs> yep. Where have you posted it? In on the map. In roll twenty. Ah, yes. Yes. For all to see. You know, if you really wanted to fall in love with a water creature, I think with that one you have the slimmest chance. In a positive sense. So beautiful. Lovely little water <laughs> creatures, yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. I think women like women like it when men make them laugh, I heard at least. Crumb probably can uh, <laughs> can talk about that. <laughs> Best dating advice I've ever heard. I think women like it when men make them laugh. Maybe. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you leave this one behind, what then? What now? Well, that's a good sign. They aren't aggressively attacking the Nerds. Hmm, that is a bit good piece of information to glean. This Nared, whose stream seems to be quite close to the past, has not had any violent or dangerous interactions with the orcs and doesn't seem to be very aware of them at all. Yeah. Excellent. Which means I probably didn't cross that stream. Which means I might just stay in the east and have no interest in the western part of the island, at least so far. Excellent. Maybe one further stream to the east is how far we should go to then, because they'll definitely have went between here and there. Mm. Well, one more stream? One more one more stream. Yeah? Well, of course. One more stream one and more. we'll turn around Just and look one. for the goblins. Excellent. You keep going east. You the pass begins to fall behind you. You're not really sure how you would get there. You know, the entrance might be any number of places. There might not even be a walkable pass on this side, but, you know, at the, near the top there certainly is. Um, and eventually you'll come across another one of these big areas. You, you follow small creeks until you hit a large creek, and it's heading in the opposite direction, so these two streams would, would never feasibly intersect. And you come to the water, and you put your hand in, just like always, and you call the Nerid, and you stand around, and you wait for the Nerid to arrive. And you wait. And you wait. And after a long enough bit of waiting, you're getting the impression the Nerid is not arriving. Is there no Nerid in this river? In this creek? She might have died. No. Perhaps we visit one of the most neighboring creeks to this one and see like the if there's any connections between this creek and another one. Surely the next the connected narrads would know. Hopefully. Uh and we can follow this creek and see if there's any signs of a narrad body or if uh, this is a large enough creek that there are multiple narrads perhaps that would normally be in this one. All right. You want to follow this one downstream and see if it connects to anything more interesting? Yeah, or if we find a nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You follow this creek and follow this creek and follow this creek until you come across um, a pool. But this pool does not seem to be very natural. On the far end of the pool, you can see a crude dam constructed by felled trees sort of just 
flopping over um, a section and then what appears to be mud and twigs and branches uh, shoved in between the, the the fallen trees to form a rudimentary dam. I don't think we're going to find any narrows around here. Yeah, I guess the question would just be whether or not this one was killed. Would you like to inspect the dam? I've told you what you see from afar and assumed you have not walked um, all the way up to it. I'd like, I think we're going to walk up. I want to have a look if I can see marks of axes or if this was like a more natural dam building process by somebody who might actually live in the forest. No, you want you... me to like stealthily check it out so that if there's like danger or something up there. I, I mean, you're a halfling. You people are proficient woodcutters. Sure, go ahead. I think you know probably more about this than I, so why not? Little halfling friend. Little crumpet. Yes. Good old crumpy crump. Um, would you make me a hide in shadows and move silently check? Um, the If passes, if these are passed, we need no concerns. If they are failed, we will use normal spotting checking rules in case there is something here. But since you're trying to sneak... Hide in shadows? Hide in shadows. And move silently? And move silently, yeah. Make them both. Oh, just barely botched them. Um, so, you are doing your best to hide in shadows. You're doing your best to move silently. Um, if there is something to spot you, we will use normal spot checking rules because in this area... The thickness of the jungle perhaps is making it too hard to move silently, mm-hmm. and uh, you know maybe everything is too shadowed to use the hidden shadows, which really plays on the tricks between lights and darks. And um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you can walk up, hiding between bushes, sneaking between rocks, and as you get to, as you're getting towards the dammed section, you come across the areas where these trees have been felled from, and you can see in an instant that these are felled by axes, and you can see in the soft mud near the shore of the probably pretty new lake or pond or whatever you want to call it, the Prince of Horse Hooves. The Prince Uh, of Horse Hooves? Like a big one? I mean, it's a horse. I don't know. Prince, Prince. Sorry, that you said Prince. No, no, not the fresh prince of horses. The 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 imprints of horse hooves in the mud. I'm so sorry. I thought you said the prince of horse hooves, and I was like, like the king of all horse hooves. Like, (laughs) no, no. Sorry, Um, that sounds like a pretty big print to me. I agree. Yeah. Adjacent to these horse imprints are the paw imprints of a very large dog like something the size of those wargs that you fought within the keep back in the outpost near Santa Barbara Hmm. any like tufts of fur on like nearby plants nope okay Anyway, you can keep going, and you can see that the dam, like, you see the trees that are chopped, and you get to the dam, and it's very clear this is a, a man-made or orc-made or, or goblin-made yeah. dam of some kind. Yeah. Um, the I'll water does... The party. It's not a perfect dam. The stream does continue beyond it, but it does stop enough of the water to, like, form a large pool, and then just some leaks and trickles through and flows over the tops and the sides. I'll go back to the party and explain what I saw. Um, and I will let them know, I'll say it, 
Why did you roll the dice? Would you make me a dexterity check, little crumb? I don't like that you rolled the dice. Don't worry about it. I'm just trying to weird you out by making <laughs> dice rolling sounds, but there's not actually anything that's happening, but you need to make the die roll just in case. But I also have to roll. Right, and so because nothing's happening, the, the 34 that you've rolled here doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Nothing's happening, you know. Yeah, nothing's Q-Q. happening. It's all lies. It's all misinformation. QQ. Well, I'll get back to the party and be like, well, it looks man-made or orc-made. Um, but I do, I do have a theory that maybe because this streamer creek is um damned, that maybe the Anerith can't freely roam. She is also stuck on that side, perhaps. Hmm. Uh, doesn't seem to be anyone here, but. There were very strangely horse hooves and then big, thick paw prints. Um, yeah. It's a very optimistic reading of it. Hopefully the nerd is just stuck on the other side. I think back on the nerds we've met, though, they seem pretty agile, right? They could probably jump the dam, I would guess. Yeah, they've walked out of the water before. You would expect a nerd should at least be able to walk around it, if not jump over it. Okay. Yeah, maybe the Nerid's not alive then. Mm. You killing a Nerid? They're watery. It's pretty mean. I think we need to investigate to see if we can find a Nerid body. Well, you want to go over there to the dam with the war prince and the horse prince where all the orcs are. That's where you want to walk right now. Yes, we need evidence that they've slain a Nerid. And then what? You're going to show it to the other Nerids? And Possibly. We could then bring it up, at least. They might be more concerned if they learn that their sisters are dying. I don't think the Nerids would necessarily need proof. I mean, I think that it would be unbelievable for them or like hard to comprehend, but I think they're also very trusting. Yeah, if we brought back a piece of Nerd, that would probably... I think that'd be traumatizing. Sure would be. (laughs) They've been scared about talking about the the existence of badness in the world. I think if we bring them a piece of their sister, they're going to be like, how'd you get this piece? Like, you know, they might be suspicious of us. No, they won't be suspicious. We should. I think we should try to find evidence of a narrative. Well, I think we should circumvent this dam then by a good bit, because if there are orcs, if there are horse prints here, like hoof prints here, mm-hmm. that means that they probably come here more often. I think hoof prints in the jungle have to be made very consistently to stay for a long time. We also have diplomatic immunity at the moment, right? We're guests of the orcs. Vincent, I don't know how much you know about diplomatic immunity, but it does not work if some grunt shoots you with an arrow in the jungle where they can't see you properly, okay? That usually works in a castle or in a big capital, but I don't think in the jungle of death, diplomatic immunity is something I would bank my life on. We just have to name drop, uh, what's his name? I, I look at my notes. Uh, yes. Mock the Rock will just say, hey, if you shoot us, Mock the Rock will have your head, and they will stop shooting and- 
And we will. We will name drop them whenever they capture us, right? And bring us to their castle. That is when we when we parlay, okay? But we will not try <laughs> to parlay if we can. We will try to be polite, okay? And accept that this area is not for us to cross. And Just we will circumvent. Okay, and if we get captured, you can parlay all you wish. Got it. Stealthily investigate. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. So we're not going straight to the dam, Neil. We would like to find a way that circumvents that place by a little bit at least, yeah. so we can go around. Friends can, I also, can I also ask the hoof prints and stuff and the paw prints that were there, what like material were they in? They were impressed into the soft mud on the shore of the lake. Soft mud, so reasonably that would be like quite fresh because I feel like a soft mud print, unless it's like dried, would be a fresh print. Okay. Oh, that, that's your well, assessment. What you're saying I'm not is gonna... none of us are survivalists, so we will never know. You can ah. make a good guess and think that is probably right, and then we're moving on with our lives. So, valid, valid, valid. It is. It could be very much true, or we have no fucking clue what's going on, and we just go with whatever makes us yeah. happy. So, all right. So this is our our very rough map that we're going to be using over here. Um, <clears throat> there's this creek that leads into this big pond, and there's a, a dam on the far side, and then the creek, you know, continues beyond. Uh, the tracks that you have found. What's a color that'll show up well? Why don't we just do black? Um, are in this zone right over here near the lake shore. There we go. So if you want, you're on the bottom, the south side. You can just take a nice big berth around this and then meet up with the river creek later on and continue on. Uh, was that the plan? Or was this like a walk around until we find the prince and then follow the prince wherever they may go? Oh, no, the first one. All right. Easy peasy. You walk around and it's fine. Uh, can everybody else that is not Crumb, including Vordant, make me a dexterity check? For no reason. Wonderful. Just to, you know, increase everyone's suspicion and paranoia. Yeah. And how can four and people pass dex checks? It's crazy. Yeah. I like I like sling traps. They are my favorite, really. Mm. I prefer them greatly over pitfalls. I don't know about you, Neil, but I feel like we might figure out. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, look at that. There passes across the board. Okay. You make your way around Rare. everything with no dangers whatsoever. Life continuing as great as possible. Let's get rid of this scary music. We don't need the scary music anymore. It's fine. No, um, no. You reach the downstream section after making a nice big uh, way around and can continue following the creek. Yeah. Can we check the creek here again? Yeah, I well, called you... not very loudly, but just mm -hmm. uh, kind of towards the water. Hi, we're looking for uh, the Nerid here. As we, you know, I don't expect an answer, but just in case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you wait a while, you don't, it doesn't come. Maybe this one's just, maybe it's a really big creek and it takes her a long time to arrive. But after 10 minutes, all the other ones showed up within like five to 10 minutes. And yeah. this one hasn't after 10. So what are you going to do? From our, uh, is this the higher side of the lake now, since there was a dam? Uh, you are now on the lower side. The water flows in that direction. 
Oh, when we when we were on the higher side, did yes. we see any Nerid bodies in the water? Nope. But when submerged in the water, they they do look just like regular water, so they they might not float on the surface. Well, their like shawl a... might look different, right? They don't have ah, a see-through shawl. That's true. The shawl mm-hmm. sort of looks like sea foam or something, and it's got like a fluffyish, whitish outline. Um, and that's something that you think you would probably be able to see if it were just chilling on the surface. But you see no shawls. A Darth of Shoals, okay. Mm-hmm. Great. The new Sith Overlord, Darth Shawl. <laughs> Shawl. Yes. Uh, you know, sounds like something you would name. Anyways, I guess we. I look at Vincent. Do we move? Yeah. Do we move? I'm sorry, I had a rough day. I should not be so mean. Um, do we move? I apologize, no, Neil. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. It's, you're good. You're good, do, kid. Do we move on with this? I say, do we just keep following this river until we find a sea, like a shawl made of foam? Is that? Yeah, I guess. Okay, Visa, listen. I'm giving this half a day. After half a day, we turn around and we try to figure out these goblinoid creatures. And that is already desperate. What okay. are we trying to figure out about the goblinoid creatures? I... Well, if they could be... If, if they are sentient and if they can actually speak, okay, then they are much greater, like resource of knowledge than these nerds are because if they are genuinely curious creatures they will try to find out things about their surroundings the same thing we are doing right now they might be doing or might have been doing for the past 10 years okay excellent idea i agree okay mm. we're giving it half a day to find the nerd body and then uh we're turning around you turn around after half a day of searching yes you make your way back the day will end before you return to this pond since it took you a while to get to the pond and then a half a day out. You can't Excellent. quite, don't have half a day to get back to it. Are we, which side of the um, dam are we on? You're on the downstream side of the dam. Okay, so we passed the dam and are like, where the, not where the black circle is, but somewhere in between that, yeah. Uh, you are somewhere way off here. Like, you you came down here, it took some part of a day to get to here, and then you went around, and then from here you went half a day that way, so there's less Mm -hmm. than half a day, so you're back somewhere coming back towards this. Fair enough. Um, And the creek here is small enough that you can easily traverse north and south side at will with no danger or concern. Where was the place where she said, uh, is, that, is the black circle the lake where sometimes the the goblinoids will drink or the green creatures or whatever uh, that is? That was the footprints that were found. The goblinoid right. creatures drank from a different stream that was like way, way, way beyond. This beyond. Is the, like you, you visited one stream, you talked, and then you passed over the... You went beyond the pass, and this is a second stream, right? Because the goblinoid creatures were seen where there was a nerid in the water, and this waterway has has never had a nerid. All right, fair enough. How many days do we have left? Um, judging by my, let's see, Dragonfly Fino. Then on this day, you fish. Oh, at least we die talking to beautiful women. Could be worse, you know. Could be worse. Trump, you've been taking magic missile spells to uh, get fish from creeks, it sounds like. Oh, I replaced it with sleep. 
Okay. <laughs> so you get you wait fish for one day, then rations the next day. How do you sleep to fish? Oh, perfect. We put the fish to sleep. Oh my god. And then they surface and you catch them. Excellent. Megamind. Very well done. Um, then you are full of fish and good to go. You have, I think, one, two, three. You have one day of rations between the lot of you, which is great. Uh, like each of you has a day of ration left, uh, but you are subsisting on fish from the creeks. So you're good. Yeah, but I want to know how much time we have left until two weeks have passed. That's my question. Ah, uh, you left to go to the pass, the Gaviota Pass, um, way over here on Wednesday. And today, now that the sun is setting, is Monday night. So um, it will have been, in in two days, it will have been a week since you left the outpost. And okay, that's... Factoids that I've used Georgia's handy metric uh, over the few days to make more accurate maps when it Ooh. seems like... Uh, it would be useful to have a more precise um, part, usually when we're at a creek or something. Excellent. And you made a cartography check earlier to figure out where you were. Um, and so that means you're, and you succeeded well on that. So I think your maps are coming along very nicely. Give me another proficiency check because you're using Gary's handy metric and we'll take the higher of the two to determine your, um, oh my God, a natural okay. 20. Okay. Your maps are fucking awesome, dude. They are exquisite. Exquisite. Um, you met with the orcs at Lake Casitas on a Sunday. And then the following Wednesday is when you left to go to the pass. And now it's the following Monday. So in two days... It'll been a week since you left Santa Barbara. In six days, it'll be two weeks since you met the orcs. And you are still um, probably two days from home right now. And on the wrong side of the mountains. The orcs might actually be between you and your home. Maybe, maybe not. What, it's hard to know. What date is it today? The 22nd of August tonight. Because I have the meeting down for the 1st of September. Okay, Perfect. Um, well, it's a 28-day week. The 1st of September is going to be a Monday, so you have six days to get home. Okay. Okay, well, so what we're doing, we're, we're tracking it to the, uh, trying to find those goblin arts and then returning, I guess. Were we meeting them at Fort Kachuma or at our home? I thought it was Fort Kachuma. I believe so, yes. In which, uh, in which case, we probably were uh, going to go to the pass, probably greeted by orcs, and then led to Fort Kachuma, would be my guess. Uh, well, they were late for like two or three days, so I don't think if we are one day late, it's going to matter. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are we doing? Yeah. Going to the Goblinoid Lake Pool. It's on our way back, anyways. Ah, it? right. Heading back to, to the, the the creek where the narrow talked about the the goblins. Yes. Would we have time? Mm -hmm. we, I assume we have time to travel down that path. Yeah, that's about half a day our... from where you are. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. So half a day later, still sleeping. You got. You're expending one sleep spell per day to catch fish. Um, sure. You are back at the the Nerid's Lake. The one, um, uh, Am Amphino's Lake, I believe, 
No, wait. No, no, no. This is a different one. La, 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 la. Yep, you're back at a different one. The the one who... I don't think we actually got her name, um, but it was a very brief conversation. Um, and so we are... Ooh, if this is the pass, we're somewhere over here in this zone. I'm just going to put a, a mapper roughly where we think we are. Um, and you can go to the water and you can call the narrative again and then take a little while for her to show up. But sure enough, she will emerge from the water and look upon the lot of you and say, oh, you're back. Yes. Hello. Hello. Hi, we were wondering uh, where those little green creatures come from. They come from oh. the mountains. Or at okay. least in Thank that you. direction. Thank you. Uh, Myos Galen, do we want to traumatize this nerd? No, I don't think so. I don't there think uh, that's a good idea. Thanks for your help. Bye. Ta-ta. Yep. Ta-ta. Go towards the mountains. All right. We begin to go towards the mountains uh, after... Ooh, well, less than half a day, maybe, you know, a few hours left before the sun begins to set. Um, you'll start to reach the foothills before the mountains, and you will have to begin an upward ascent. Um, it's not like hand over hand climbing a cliff, but it is sort of an uphill pathfinding. Let's walk this way. Let's try and find a way that will make easy to get to the mountains. Um, is there any change in behavior as you approach the mountain section? I don't think we need just to be being stopping. a little bit more paranoid for me, like mm. looking out, really trying to be perceptive of my surroundings of any mm -hmm. kind of dangers. That's my whole job, right? Little scout. Yeah, yeah. Being aware of any dangers. Excellent. Would you roll me another D one hundred, Peach? You who is so aware of the dangers in the world. I get I seventy or above on this one, please. Okay, yeah. Mm. Mm. Not what I was hoping for, but there have been worse. The great assurance of all people in the world is that it can be worse. It, yeah, it yeah. could be worse. Could be worse. Okay. It could have gotten a one. Yeah. Uh, and it's above 10. Anything under 10 is like a real bad, you know, but I got uh, above 10. So it's you're like. Fine. You're fine. Literally, yeah. I'll be fine. It'll uh, be okay. Elaine. Oh, don't make me do a dexterity check, Nate. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you for a dexterity check. Okay, that's fine then. I don't want to tumble down the mountainside in my plate armor and die like this. I'm fine fighting a rock or something but not like this. Okay. Yeah, no, no dexterity checks needed. It's all good. It's all good. I just need a, a surprise check from you. Oh. Fantastic. Low is good, right? Low is bad. You want a D10, oh, low is damn. bad. Four. Four is good. Four is good. We're going to take a short break. Low and when we bad? come back, low is bad, yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes low is good, sometimes low is bad, because 2nd Edition was made by crazy people who thought about <laughs> math more than consistency, and um, it actually works out really, really well. But 
you're always wondering if I need to roll high or low unless you've read the books a hundred times. Anyway, we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back on the other side with some more Rise of Drekus. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rise of Drekus Chapter 2. Our party begins to climb the mountains. You get a little way through your day when inevitably the sun begins to set a little bit earlier now because the mountains are between you and the sun and you begin to find a nice place to rest. And as the shadows grow long and as you make your camp once again, tucking yourself against a nice hard rock to prevent the wind from blowing you away and give yourself a little protection from the elements and, you know, the same things you're doing every night. Um... I would like to ask the question. No, we already talked about all this. We already talked about all of this. I would like everybody in the party to make me a perception check. That's what I would like. Including Vordant. Whole party. An 18 from Pichachu. A 20 from Trump. Pretty good. No, you need a 21 to succeed. These oh. are bad. These are shit rolls. Oh. Yeah, is that 12 on Vordant? Oh, yes, that last one is Vorden. Vordren. Vordren, my bad. Uh, all right, 25 on Vordren. Mental math. Processing. Processing. Got it. Uh, so we're settled down. We got a little camp going on. It's fine. Where is my... Woodland camp music. I have a woodland camp track specifically for this purpose. Well, it doesn't matter. It's fine. We're, we're camping in the forest at night. Everything is going according to plan until until it doesn't until the denizens of the jungle are satisfied with the growing shadows and the dimming skies. And as the party is getting ready to, you know, really get relaxed, as you've bedded down, you've brought over whatever little leaves or twigs or or needles or, you know, upturned the earth enough to make a comfortable bed. And as the party uh, rolls or tosses and turns trying to get comfortable, the ambush. <laughs> the assault no. of the monsters shall begin. The party surprised um, when these beings descend from multiple directions. The first anyone will hear of them is when this little guy arrives and hurls a javelin in the direction of a prone cauldron. Whoosh! It's a wild miss. The javelin goes well over him and embeds itself in the nearby earth. And the little creature with a gleeful yip and yell will back off. But it's not the only one. Coming down from the hills, coming up from the, the low ground, from all directions, these little swarmy monsters climb. And we're going to get four more javelin attacks. This is against Crumb. It's a hit against Crumb for four points of damage. This one, too, is against Crumb. 
An 11. If you are prone on the ground, they actually have a penalty to hit you because you're laying down and your natural AC is 10. So that's going to be a miss. One against a lane is a 10, which is going to be a miss. And... One, two, three. Oh, the fourth one will go against Vincent with a seven, which is a miss. And the respective little monsters will throw their javelins and then quickly dart back into the jungles hidden from sights. How do I remove the HP from my shield? Uh, when you click on your token, you can just yeah, click on the 31. Up. Oh, there is nothing. what I do. Yeah, yeah, just hit F5. Refresh, roll 20. It should work then, in theory. Okay, cool. In theory. Um, and I think with that, we're going to hop into initiative because, like it or not, combat is afoot. What if we don't like the combat, Neil? Said like it or not. Yeah, um, I can't help you there. I'm so sorry. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. You're playing the wrong game if you don't like the combat. Yeah, uh, is that so? That is so. Oh. You know when you click your token, how usually like three bubbles pop up on the top and like two bubbles yeah. pop up at the bottom? When I click crab, the bubbles don't pop up. Really? Yeah, in my other campaigns and stuff, when I click, there's the bubbles and then the bubbles. I have a supply button. Do you don't have your like little token bubbles? No, usually like I click and I go like yeah. minus four. Well, I don't, I don't know. Um, I will do it for you then. And we I'm will so figure it out later. It's not your fault. It's Roll20's fault. Inevitably, it's always yeah. someone else's fault. Always. That's the way it's got to be. Um, so everyone declare your actions. I do believe people are without armor because they are ambushing in the night like little monsters are wont to do. Uh, and... Ah, right. Remind me again how I quickly do my uh, initiative. Sorry, again. Top left corner, when you click on your token, should be some bubbles. There should be one that says zero point initi, and if that is not there, then we just roll me a d10 plus. Uh, what action are you taking? Um, is there something that's like if someone comes up to me, I stab him with my daggers? Yeah, it's just regular rolling for initiative. Regular uh, d20 plus uh, d10 plus two. Thank you very much. Um... Ah, there's the button I'm looking for. Okay, roll. Neo, bolt. if I look at these creatures, I do have night vision, so I assume I can see them. What what are they wearing? Nothing. Absolutely no clothing whatsoever. What are they? Are they throwing javelins? Like they they're wearing nothing, but they have throw javelins. Yeah, so their little like balls are out. If you look closely for their little balls, you will see not but the merkins they wear around their hips. Oh, they do wear little merkins. No, but they do have pubic hair, probably. I don't know. I've never considered the genitalia Wait, of the jungle you... creatures. Wait, isn't merkin like a little, like, um... Like a it's like, a, um... It's fake pubic hair that you would wear. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, you, like a little, like, cover. Like, a little, like, okay. No, no, merkin is... Yeah, Merkin is a toupee for your crotch. 
don't know why anyone would want that. Well, there was a time when people would want everything clean-shaven down there because of lice and other bugs that would crawl in. And so if you're a sex worker way back in the day, you might want to not have a lot of hair down there. But then if you're in other social situations, um, you know, that's kind of like rude and, and low-born. So you would need something to mm. cover it up. There was a... There's a reason we have this wild name, which doesn't make much sense in the common cult in the modern culture. I love this new fact that I've learned. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. like a unclean. I don't have pubic lice. Look at how long my bush is. Exactly. Ooh. That's that's <laughs> yeah. actually what it is. Uh, cool. And you rolled a seven. Excellent. Is that? Can I use my initiative to try to intimidate them into backing off? I'm not sure if they. I mean, they probably don't speak my language, but yeah, can of I just you can shout use at that. them. Totally. Yeah, you want to roll a Wonderful. T10 plus three to try and just ward off and scare away yeah. monsters. Love it. Excellent. That is very good initiative. The only person who beats you in initiative is actually Vincent Mapper himself, the great. Cartographer of Wickthron Rorenta, now and in fisherman. ethos. Vincent, it is your turn. Yeah, I get up from uh, the nap, uh, the sleep before I ambush, and I grasp the darts that are near me. And I try to throw them at a near guy. Uh, I think the guy to the bottom right would be the closest. Excellent. You step clear of the foliage. You see one in the bush. It appears to have a second javelin that is retrieving from a predetermined spot before the ambush. Um, the creature looks up at you as it pulls its thin rod with a stone head from the bush. The dart flies from your hand. And you miss. <laughs> yep. Good job, Peach. Good job. All the brain power. Um, your dart goes wide. Elaine, you'll get your other darts at the end of the round. Elaine, it is your right. turn. I will bash my sword against my... I don't have... I mean, I don't have my shield. I'll bash it against something that maze makes noise. Maybe mm -hmm. on the shield on the ground, I guess. Sure, I mean, you could um, pick your shield up just by the top of it and not equip it and bash them together to make a lot of noise I mean, before you take the time to strap the shield to your arm. was it? Like, who of us is in armor? Um, previously you had said that nobody was taking watches in the jungle. I just assumed that was continuing. All right. Well, never mind. Let's hand wave that. Fine. I'll bash at the, like, shield on the ground, I guess. Clang, clang. It goes in your hand. Um. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll yell at them to back off and that this is our camp, even if they don't understand me. That's fine. Loud noises. One of the great yep. fears of all living creatures. Would you make me... Well, it's also a way to establish, um, you know... That wasn't a, a sarcastic ranking. remark. Heights well, and, and loud noises way. are what, what scares people. Um, you would roll uh, in a charisma check. Yeah, have you ever been near a dog when a car backfires or a transformer goes off or someone uses fireworks? They, they get scared. Loud noises are terrifying to non-humans. I mean, Ooh. two babies, though. 29 is a great roll. Um, <clears throat> you make a lot of noise. You make your presence known. You flex your shoulders. You scream and yell at these beasts to leave you at bay, to leave you be. 
And, and I'm quite uh, tall in comparison to them, I take it, at least. Yes, these things are maybe two and a half feet tall, so they would need two of them, maybe three of them standing on each other's shoulders to reach your height. Um, and our first one will pass. We're just going to do a quick one. Let's make this faster. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six of them are going to fail their morale checks as you beat on your things. Um, I'm just going to quickly mark them. One, two, three, four, five, four, five. This one. Six is this one. Seven, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, where's number eight? So all the northern ones appear to be terrified and frightened. And the very last one is down here. Excellent. All right. Uh, so you beat your, sh- your sh- shield on sword, sword on shield. You call out, uh, and you instill at least some timidity into the creatures around you. The next one to go will hop down and scurry over to the top of this little ledge thing. Do you have enough movement to get there? And from above, it will... I think you've probably had to move out to, you know, make eye contact and get out from the bushes and, and actually be terrifying. But from up here, this one will throw a javelin towards you. It's a miss. Even with back attack, it would be a miss. Um, this one will take its turn, but has been scurred and will back off. This one over here is scurred as well and is going to back off. They're not, like, totally fleeing, but they are making some distance and not engaging. Peach, it is your turn. You can see that there are three of these little buggers right nearby. Those are the ones that were throwing things at you. And just above you on the ledge is another one that just threw a javelin at Elaine. What are you going to do? All I've done is prepared my ability to defend myself, yeah? Yeah, so you got up, you pulled out your daggers, you can throw them at something, you can run towards something and stab them, or you can stand here and wait for something to get to you and then, you know, counter-stab. But Could so I far they're throwing. I have them in my hands, and then upon seeing Elaine kind of run a kind of like bear moment, also do that? You also want to try an intimidation technique? Yeah, like, you know when you see a bear, you're supposed to go, like, feral. Like, if I see her, like, I'm, my first instinct is going like this. But then all of a sudden, I hear someone freaking the fuck out behind me, and I'm like, mm. oh, okay, you know? Mm. And then I, I'm gonna be like, with yeah. my daggers, you know? Why like, not? Uh, give me... Okay. Now, the only <laughs> problem is that Elaine is a big old human, and you're a cute little halfling. You are inherently far less intimidating than a human. So if you want to try these intimidation tactics, we can do it, but you're going to do it at disadvantage because you're small and cute. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's true. Also, I would like to argue that almost like inherently, my charisma is my lowest score. I'm not passing the shit. 
Yeah. I just want to go towards it. So if it's my low score and disadvantage, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I am small, but you can have something that's small and terrifying. Have you ever seen a spider or a scorpion or a snake? They're small, but depending on the charisma that I exude, which I'm not very good at, but you can't write me off before I have my charisma check. You have to see if I can even be scary. That would be the charisma check would be the determination, but also like, if an angry mom with a sword starts yelling at you to get away from her lawn, and then her like, you know, 10 year old comes out with a, a kitchen knife, uh, who's more terrifying? The angry mom. The 10 year old with a kitchen knife, dude. It's have you seen a scary. child with a knife in their hands? It's fucking scary. They okay, don't know listen. how dangerous that shit is. You can You're outrun the DM, them, man. you can outreach them. You... You're the DM man. However, Look I don't know token. that these creatures understand Look at this what token. Oh. Okay, let me let me. Oh. If well, a ten-year-old had a knife in their hand and they passed a charisma check to intimidate me by going like, or something, I think they were possessed by a demon. Sure, sure. I feel like we have to say if somebody's yelling and the other person has a knife. Okay, you run from the person with the knife first. Doesn't matter how old they are. Okay, can be a dog. I don't care. <laughs> All I'm saying is I have a nine in charisma, okay? I'm not that's passing not that this bad. anyways. That's not that bad. That's a very average being, charisma roll. I'm being kicked right now. Kicked while I'm down. Oh! It's a pass. It's a fail. Oh, that's very You sad. have to roll a second one because that's disadvantage, but the first one doesn't make it. The second one's not gonna. That's a good roll, though. Um, you try to intimidate the creatures. They seem completely unintimidated by you. Not even concerned in the slightest, uh, which I'm is so when concerned. this one will scurry over to this area, uh, maybe one step over and hurl its javelin in the direction of Vordren with an 18 is going to hit him for three damage. And then it's going to, you know, scurry back to its pre-prepared stash of throwing weapons. Um, this one is also scared and is going to run away and Vordren will take his turn getting to his feet. Yep, Fordrin uh, advances on the goblin. No, sorry, not goblin. The goblinoid uh, that just scurried away. And. Mm hmm. With actually, no. no. He's going to hang out near uh, oh. Vincent. Oh. Uh, he follows the lead of Elaine and bashes his sword against the shield, making noise. Okay. Uh, turning towards that goblin goblin in particular uh, and trying to intimidate generally the area. Give me your charisma check. Alright. Getting border. What? 23 is pretty good. You call out and begin to terrify the local creatures. Maybe. Not that one. Yes, this one. That's a pass. That's a pass. That's a fail. That's a fail. I think that is all of them. All right. Vordrin beats his shield and or his sword, scares off a few more of these creatures. Um, this one will scurry forward and throw its javelin at a lane. An eight is not going to do it. And then we'll back off. This next one over here is going to flee. I think most of them are fleeing at this point, at least for now. And you go 
and this one will go and also throw a javelin at Elaine. Whoosh, 14 will hit you, I believe, unless you have crazy high decks. No. No. Um, you'll take two points of damage as the Tassiloy runs back into the jungle. And this one will just bolt for it. And it gets us to the end of the round. Most of them are fleeing. A couple of them have not been scared off. Um, we're going to roll initiative again, but I want to know what the plan is. I think Operation Scare is working well. Okay. Then we're just going to do a quick this and this, and it's fine. We don't have to bother rolling initiative because the enough of them have been scared off that the others will quickly flee back into the jungle for now. You've killed zero of them. They're all still out there somewhere. And they have javelins, but they've, they're gone for now. I'll finish them off with an enlarge on a lane to make her super scary. They don't see me in the like, right now. Oh, um... <laughs> okay. Anyways, you're welcome, guys. They got him away for us. Doesn't look like they can communicate with us, I mentioned. So, let's get out of here. I didn't hear any commands either. Did you hear them talking to each other or anything? No, it seems mm. organized, though. They were all hiding around us. Mm. I mean, I don't know how much help really creatures can be that only throw sticks. Yeah, javelins. Almost. Where do they get javelins? How do? Ah, uh-huh. that's a great javelin. question. As you like examine, like a welded javelin. No, 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 no. This looks it's like it just has a sharpened stick. Sharpened sticks. Some of them. Others have stone heads attached to them that are pointed. Um, not like really nice obsidian spear tips, but like pointed rock tied with me jungle vine. Very sharp rock. Me put on stick. Yeah, paleolithic technology. Not even Neolithic. Mm. Not even Neolithic. Yeah. Mm. Elameo. Fucking hold the L. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. Well, what's the rest of the night going to be like? You know the jungle's dangerous. You know there's other denizens out there. Uh, should we stay here? We've scared them off for now. Um... Vordrin, do you know your stars? <clears throat> no. Oh, it's... <laughs> Vincent, how about you? Uh, <laughs> I think that's the first time he said something. I'm sorry. I, I, was surprised. <laughs> I thought he was just going to be... <laughs> Vincent, you're, you're a... Couture. I don't know. I think uh, knowing about the stars is usually a cleric thing or something for seafaring people, but do you know your stars? Uh, no, probably. I mean, it probably is adjacent to cartography, but not too much. Yeah, probably as well as the rest of you. You can recognize the major constellations. In fact, you probably can recognize all the constellations at any given time. There's only, you know, like 28 gods, so. Can I see the constellations that are in the sky tonight? Um, That is entirely dependent on the cloud cover, clear night, and the tree cover, but judging based on this map, you can walk to a spot where you can at least see parts of the sky, maybe not the whole night sky, but definitely sections of it. Okay. Um... I will walk over and I'll have a look at the constellation, see who's up. Bellum, god of war, is high in the sky. Uh, right? Right? Is this... 
my map correct? Is my map correct? Jesus setting, Jexel setting, Matrigal. Ooh. I think my map might be a little bit off. I'll have to correct this later. Uh, Matrigal is visible. She's been beginning to rise. Mathis, Safia are also visible. Um, I need to go to a different list. This, this file's out of date. And just for my general comprehension, I know I ask this every time, I apologize, but if the gods are in the sky, it means they don't currently walk the earth and therefore are less easily reached? Or is it the other way around? Oh, man. That is one of the things that I think humans wish they had answers to. Um, if they're in the sky, they're definitely not on the earth, guaranteed. <laughs> but it's also hard to know um, where exactly they are, what their level of communication might be. Does well, that make sense? Yeah, yes, I'm so I sorry. It. I love the gods. They are so much fun to be like. Okay, um. I'm going to say a little prayer, I guess. I think it's time. I think the um, Nerid said that... You know, she was like, have you tried talking to the gods? And mm -hmm. it's something that, you know, we haven't tried yet. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think Elaine is very optimistic that this is going to... That she's going to get an yeah. answer at all whatsoever, but... To let you know, the gods in the sky, if you care which ones they are, uh, Reluna, yes, goddess do. of passion, Matrigal, goddess of hope, Martha, goddess of life and creation, Womator, goddess of god of joy, Nerul, goddess of hearth, home, family, society, Ephra, goddess of art and inspiration, and Mathis, Safia, who is just beginning to rise, who are the dual or, you know, um, two-sided gods of knowledge and wisdom. Right, and the ones I would mainly associate with the elves would be oh, Martha. Martha, just Martha. Martha like, is the like, creator of elves. She is the, the god of elves, so to speak. Okay. Not that other ones aren't, like, elves clearly love all their gods and whatnot, but uh, Martha... If Malchus is the god of humans, and Astaire is the god of dwarves, Martha is the god of elves, and Varasi is the god of ogres. All right. Oh. Here we are, you know. I guess I'll lean against one of the one of the trees, and I'll gently put... like I'll sit with my back against the tree, and I'll put my hands against the bark. Um, and I guess... I'll quietly say, um, you know, I've been a little bit angry when I heard that the elves had left this place. And she just starts talking. She, she addresses, like, in her heart, she addresses the prayer to Martha, but she doesn't feel like it needs a formal introduction because... A goddess should know when you talk to her. But all the your companions can hear you saying this, right? You're speaking aloud. Yes, I'm speaking loudly. I'm speaking loudly. Um, let's just say... I don't know... if the half-elves that are like Lord Campbell understand what happened when the elves left and what it me meant to people like us. 
you know, we don't know the elves really. And I don't think we owe them. I don't think we owe them anything. They never cared for us. They put us into this world, this misery, and all our problems that stem from our heritage, they do not care about. Not in the slightest. Um, there's a great dispute going on how much they have contributed to the actual war, whether they've just run away from the great red dragon. I don't care about all that. I don't care. I know I don't owe them. I know they've brought me more trouble than anything. I can't say that I feel a great love or fascination for them because they cause a lot of misery and they do not care. And I don't know if it's because they don't know or because they genuinely think they're above this all. But if I can put aside all that apprehension and all that part in me that feels nothing but disdain for that side and I can be willing to try and protect this place and preserve it then I really think I do deserve some help here whether I'm only half an elf or not I really think if you want this place to prosper and if you want any chance for it to have its intended purpose then we're going to need some help here because I only have so much strength to divide amongst the people. And today, the strength I can give up for the elves will vanish. For I have to go back and defend what is left of my other half. But, you know, they say the gods are grand, and sometimes they grant wishes and opportunities. And if you truly care about this place and what you've created here, then I'm willing. I'm willing to listen. I'll give you that. And for many people that might not be much, but for something like somebody like me, that is probably one of the biggest sacrifices I'm willing to make. So... You know, if you'd like to talk, this is... an offer, I guess. And I'll slowly take my hands off, off the tree. And I'll turn around to the party and I'll just say, um... You know, they do say that elves can travel through trees. I tried that when I was a child. Never worked for me, though. Well, pack your stuff, because I think your words will move the gods to move us in the right direction. 
I'll put a I'll put a hand on Vincent's shoulder and I say, Vincent. I do not worry about it. You know, we can stand here and we can wait, and sometimes a great miracle happens. But if it doesn't, then we know where our purpose is. You know? We don't need to search the jungle. We don't need to find a solution. We'll do whatever we can. And sometimes that has to be enough. Mm-hmm. Did we... Do you think you want... <laughs> Let's see. Well, for tonight, at least. Should we head out from where we are now? And let the gods take us where we should go? Or should we just settle back in? We Let's just settle. Here. Yeah, I think we should maybe take watches just to make sure that we're not going to get pelted. No. I think okay. so. I think we you should probably get some sleep, but thank you. We should take some we should take some watches. And I just wanted to say to all of us, okay? I um this might not have been the most fruitful adventure. I found it greatly frustrating. But traveling with you as companions makes me learn something new every day. Thank you. Lee. And even if we don't achieve anything for our mission, I guess this has been very fruitful in a different way. So thank you for that. I'm so touched by your words. I'm sure the gods are as well. Hmm. It's all right, Lane. Thank you. Yeah, very rarely spoken. Fortune says, "That was pretty good." <laughs> I'll, I'll nod at Wardrin and I'll have one gla last glance back up at Matrigal, right? And maybe it's her, you know, maybe it's her being up in the sky, influencing us to think that we actually have the slimmest chance of turning things around on this island, on this crazy mission. You know, sometimes we get influenced by things like that. Some people say. So maybe it's her fault. But tonight is not the night of blame. And I think we shall go back to our tent. And hope the Tesla uh, don't ambush us a second time, I guess. Yeah. Well, you begin to head back towards your tent. When And there's a fight music already. <laughs> many things begin to happen. At first, it looks like a good sign. At first, you begin to see lights appearing on the ground, little fungal blooms rising up and illuminating a path towards the east. But shortly after they begin to do that, there is a clap of thunder and the skies above you begin to darken. Moments later, as you're still sort of perceiving these things, winds begin to pick up and the ground begins to shake underneath your feet. Um, water comes from the sky and begins to plummet to the ground, turning to hard ice balls as it reaches it, as it reaches the forest floor. Um, and the little fungal blooms that are trying so hard to, gl to glow brightly before you uh, are 
slowly swatted out of existence by the descending hail. Yet more try to reach up. Lightning crashes. Land is thrown into chaos. Uh, everyone falls to the ground. I mean, it's a, it's an earthquake. It's a bigger one. Make me dex checks to not fall, though. Um, but I think you're all going to fall. Well, there's a there's an earthquake with giant hail that hits mushrooms. Is that are we like? There are many, many things happening at once. There are mushrooms that are bioluminescent and seeming to grow or at least alight in a path. And then there is darkness uh, as the clouds move in over the the stars. Then there is thunder. Then there is rain. Wait, you say that's a mushroom path. Mushroom path. But then there's rain, which turns to hail. And then there's lightning. And the hailstones are falling. And, you know, wherever they hit a mushroom, the mushroom is completely destroyed and the bioluminescence ends immediately. Adil, are you going to give us a chance to follow the mushroom path? Is well, that, um, well is we're missing one dex check in here. That's that's mine. I'm terrified of both options that we have here. Yes, yes. 30. Well, uh, Pichachu is struggling on the ground. She's small. She's easily tossed into the air by the the undulating yes. ground. Um, everyone else manages to grab onto something, grab onto each other, hold on for dear life. Um, as the world around you crashes into chaos. Multiple terrible weather and natural events are occurring simultaneously. Okay. Oh, and the winds are picking up. Can we, can we grip up, can we grab the, can we grab the uh, crumb of the, of the ground? You can pick up the crumbs. And then I guess, I can say, okay, we'll follow the, (laughs) we'll we'll follow the, We'll have to follow the light source wherever that leads. We have to get out of here. Maybe there's a cave or something. I guess we follow the mushrooms. If that actually looks like a path, we'll take it. You would think that because I'm short that I have like a lower center of gravity and not be so like... Yeah, no. You would think, but sometimes... You're light-footed. That's the problem. Sometimes you roll a two on your dexterity check. You know? Sometimes bad luck happens. Um, Yeah, uh... Okay. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, I'll follow along. I guess we don't have time to explain, so you just hear now all the hail and all the crashing, you just hear Elaine yell, ah! <laughs> somewhere in the back, and then I guess we'll try going. Yes. Yeah. I think to myself, Elaine must have moved the gods so much that they're showing us a path. <laughs> yes, and as Elaine is running, she just thinks, I'll never pray to the gods ever again. This was the worst idea I've had. <laughs> Why did I think that would be a good idea? Is this working like out? Nadine is herself. There's a path, but there's also lightning and thunder and high winds and rain and hail. Um, what what sign are you getting here, Elaine? Well, I'm getting the sign that we get to have to get the fuck out of here. That's the sign I'm getting. So that's what that's we're doing. That's the sign. All right. And off we go, following the path for as far as it will take us. I would like a wisdom willpower check from Elaine, please and thank you. Oh. 
It's my worst one. Why? Every now and then, you gotta roll your worst stat, and you gotta All roll right. well. You gotta roll so well. Nailed it, Leon. Wonderful. I love this game. Nailed it. Yes, you can hurry along the mountainside in the darkness, which is growing increasingly dark. You have some level of oh, night vision. You can see vision. when the lightning strikes, you get great vision all around you, and when in between strikes, you still have some limited vision. The remainder of your friends, though, wet and cold and falling as the earthquake continues. Normally, earthquakes last, you know, a minute or two minutes. This, there's like a huge part of the earthquake right away, but there is a constant rumbling beyond that. Um, you're gonna find yourself, Elaine, that your your allies and companions are having trouble following you along this path. Um, the darkness is a problem. The lack of steady footing is a problem. The trail before you flickers out in places and leaps back to light in other places. Is this is this every man for himself? Everyone just run and follow the path as best as you can, or is there? What what is the leader going to do? These people's lives are in your hands. Um, I think I'll carry Crumb. I think it's the only the only way to do it. I'll carry Crumb. I'll wait for the others to catch up. What about your camp with all of your supplies, like your armor and shit? What's what? You have stuff. You would unpack for the night, and now in the middle of the night, there's like cataclysmic everything. Are we leaving behind well, our I, gear? These are hard whose decisions. Whose watch was it, Nia? Um, it was no one's watch. You were going to oh, set we were watches. On, on that shit, we still had our shit. I don't think we had. I mean, I don't think we had time to grab our stuff. To be honest, I think you had I think to leave we're just. Stuff I just have. Yes, I agree. I think I have my shield, All right. probably, and my, my sword with me. Your sword and your we, shield. There was a chance. Yeah. Halfling under one arm. I'd like to think I have my daggers on me. You have your daggers, I but mean, like I'm, your backpacks, me, your bedrolls, yeah. your food, you know, your, your the general stuff Essentials. that you haul around with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Okay. Here we go. Um, you botched your wisdom check, your wisdom willpower check. Not good. Bad reception. Trump. Bad you've reception? got two You've got two characters oh, no. under yeah. your control here. Um, Elaine's carrying the halfling. I'm gonna need both of your characters to make me perception checks to keep up with Elaine because you will be losing vision constantly through the strikes and flashes of light. Alright. They uh, try to stay near each other so that if one loses vision, the other can help guide. Uh, they typically stay near each other anyways. That's true. 25 is a great roll. 27 is a great roll. Both of you can keep in track with Elaine. Um, last check. We're going to need this for... No one yet. Uh, you continue. You can follow this path of mushrooms, and it goes downhill and downhill and downhill, and the rain and the hail is torrential. And as you get to a lower spot um, where these mushrooms lead, you can see that the waters have created improvised streams and rivulets that run down the mountainside. The mushroom path seems to be underwater for a section, which kind of preserves it, making it a little bit more resistant to the, the rain and hail coming down. But it does bring us into a slippery wet, gross, slimy, rocky, muddy terrain. I will need dex checks to navigate the wet and ugly, gross path. 
from the three people afoot. Vordant passes. Elaine crashes into the mud. Vincent passes. Elaine, you've got a halfling under one arm, a sword in your belt, and a shield in your other arm. You're going to have to lose one of these things. Now, I imagine you're unwilling to lose the halfling. I imagine the halfling is what you're going to hold on to the hardest, right? Yeah, I'm losing my shield. I was going to have you roll a 50-50 to see which one it no, is. No, I'll, I'll lose my shield. I guess I, I, try, I stumble and I realize I need to steady myself, so I'll lose the shield. Shield falls. Ancestral shield passed down through the... Gi- no time to worry about it. The shield goes. The party can go through the muddy, swampy area, um, which leads towards a cavern. A cavern that... Maybe you haven't been here. Maybe this was just beyond your vision as you were walking through this, but it looks like this fungal bloom, complete with the stream you're walking through, is dumping into the mouth of a cave that's like 10 feet high, 14 feet wide. Um, There's shelter, but there's also a torrential stream, which if it keeps raining like this might become a river and maybe you'll all get flooded out, but that's also where these lights are leading. I think we're still going in. I have, like, the crazy hope that even if it gets to turn into a river, maybe we'll get a narrator to help us out. So, <laughs> yep, we're going in there, I guess. You're going to be so confused. What do you mean you can't swim? What do you Nobody mean? Why we float down? Why we float down the mountain? Like, we're getting tumbled down. They're like, what are you this doing? This is a war between you... you and the river. And the water. Can you not swim? <laughs> There must be a sign. You're a very Would you like a pebble? After. I'm sorry, I missed that trump. Oh, it uh, must be a sign, says Vincent, as Vincent Vordren follow. Excellent. Okay. I think this might be the right track for us here. Uh, all right. In the cave. You all make it in. The rain is not coming down in here. It's outside. There's still thunder and lightning crashing outside. The rumbling of the earth has slowed to just a gentle vibration in the ground. Chunks of rock do tumble from the ceiling from time to time, but not a ton. It doesn't look like the whole thing. Well, it kind of looks like everything's about to collapse, but the lights are leading you in here. And when has mushrooms talking to you ever been wrong? Talk to Alice. These things are always right. At least something is talking to us, you know? So Mm -hmm. that is already a step up from all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. You're in the mouth of this cave, and it keeps going back. The stream and the fungal bloom go deep into the recess of the mountain here. Does the party follow, or does the party stay at the mouth where you are protected from the hail and the rain as the waters begin to slowly rise? You know, right now it's at less than ankle height, but in a few minutes it might be past your ankles. Maybe in an hour it could be to your hips. Yes, wonderful. We're trudging on. We're trudging on. Quick, we have to go explore before this cave is submerged. Excellent. Uh, I carefully set set down the halfling. I'll say, are you okay, Crumb? I'll be (laughs) Yes! Yeah. Okay. You recede into the cave. It gets warm in here. 
Like there's heat being given off by the walls in here. There's a constant rumbling and crumbling of the ceiling and sides as little tiny rocks, not big chunks, but little tiny rocks cascade down, landing in the plume. The fungal bloom rolls out from the bottom to the sides of the walls, giving you a decent illumination. Um, and I think we're going to run into our next monster in here as coming Wonderful. from the bowels of the earth itself. Coming out of the cave opening before you is some, this must be some sort of rock elemental or earth elemental. It's some sort of twisting, winding, rolling piece of ground with like gypsum for eyes that emerges almost like a snake as if like the snake had weird appendages. You know those trees that have like they drop vines to the ground and then the vines become roots and they become these like thicker, harder things. It's kind of got like that from its arms, but they flow like water as it walks. It is a large creature, maybe 10 feet tall and it stands before it moves before you. We're going to not change to a different map. You're in a, a pretty, I don't know, the, the cave that you're in is 15 feet across. Um, anyone, mm-hmm. we're not going to have to worry too much about positioning and movement. We're just going to keep on this map and roll initiative. Mm-hmm. And let's go. Um, there's a monster here. Would everyone please roll me initiative and tell me what it is you're going to do about it? I have no clue. It's giant. It's made out of rock, yeah? It looks to me like... Yep, that's right. Okay. Coming sword. Uh... Oh, I rolled poorly. That's good. That means you go after me. A rock elemental would not lure things in the cave to eat them, though. Just putting that out there. I doubt they have a digestive system. No, maybe we. Maybe it wasn't like luring us. They just happened to be mushroom blooms. Vincent Gordon, Peach Elaine. Here we go. Elaine, you're rolling at plus three. You're just. You're walking or are you talking? What, what are you doing? I'm t- talking. You're talking. That's it. We're going to talk the elemental I down. Have no AC, and I have a sword which is not going to deal any damage to that Excellent. creature. That's you great. Know? Like... No, I love it. Peach, you got your short sword out and your dagger out, and here's the big rock thing coming towards you. What are you going to do, Peach? Oh, I'm talking to it. I want to have my weapons out, but I'm fucking talking to You're it. You're talking to it? What are you going to say oh, to yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Uh, what languages do I know? Do I know anything that's even remotely like, elemental? No. No, no, no. Like anything like Fae. Like halfling I know my other is a druid. I'll speak to it in halfling. Oh. And I'll be like, it is fucking pouring outside. We're safe. We love you. We're safe. You know, like please. That's great. Yeah. With my swords or daggers, I guess. Is there like a charisma check I can do? <laughs> Absolutely. Roll me that charisma check. Make it so good. <laughs> I'm ready. You to got really this. Natural twenty for you, Neo. Okay. I believe in you. It's a natural three. It is not your day today, Vincent. No. Vincent. Vincent. Man of magic. Evil 
is to cast strength on Elaine. However, in this case, he notices that Elaine seems to be consumed by doubt, and he's going to go with his trusty sidekick instead. Uh, he casts strength on Vordrin. Roll me the d8. How much strength does this man? Seven Whoa. points of strength. Uh, four gets him to 18, so 18.3 is his strength score temporarily. Um, excellent. Elaine, you can hear the murmuring of the words of magic coming from Vincent behind you. You can hear Vordant, like, give a, a pleasant grunt as his muscles expand. Before you looms this creature, sort of snake-like with these appendages that go into the ground and spread and, you know, look like arteries or something. It's got these, um, these, like, whitish eyes. It looms before you, moving in your direction. The water parts and flows around it. Mushrooms and moss on the walls. What words do you have for the rock monster? I'll look at the rock monster. And I'm going to drop my sword on the ground in front of it. And I'm going to say in... Do you speak two languages? Speak Dwarvish. So in Dwarvish, okay. I'm going to assume they're closer to the earth than any of others of us. I'm going to say What do you want? It continues to move closer to you, it does not give a verbal response. I'll wait. Okay. You wait. Its turn is on initiative 17. Vordant, in between, as Elaine is waiting for response from the elemental. What do you do, Vordran? Vordran's pretty sure this is a... This isn't going to pan out, but out of respect for his leader, he's going to move after the elemental, if that's allowed. Yep. Hesitating. The elemental surges forward towards a lane at a, a brisk movement speed of six, which is, is not super high. Um, and it will raise one of these limbs from the ground, like bringing it I'll up brace, beside its face. I'll brace for the punch. It's fine. I'll take it. And then it begins to slam it in your direction. Wonderful. I can do nothing against a rock. Uh, it's a critical hit. That's a lot of damage. Lane, what's your HP at? I don't know you didn't roll damage. I meant before the damage roll, because it will do, on a critical Mm -hmm. hit, 4d8 points of damage for a total of 17. Smashing into you. It appears to not hear your words, or not care about them, or actually just hate you, or something. Vordran, your delayed action will trigger. Yeah, Shoving past a lane, Vordran grunts, move it! And then he attacks the <laughs> elemental. Uh, it is a large creature. Go ahead and make me an attack roll. Uh, nine to hit is no good. The sword whistles, whistles before the beast who reflexively like retreats before the blow, just kind of bending its snake body backwards. Um, and now we can roll initiative for the whole party once again. It does not seem to care how about the words of Halfling in, or Man. How big is it in comparison to the tunnel we just came through? It is 10 feet tall, so it reaches when it's at full height to the top of the tunnel. Um, and then, you know, the tunnel's about 15 feet wide. So it could so. squeeze through if it wanted to. It could just follow. 
I don't I don't understand. It could squeeze through. Well, you said we're in a cave and we came through a tunnel now. Yeah, the tunnel and the cave are the same thing. We're in a big okay. cave. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. I guess I'll, I'll just die here. That works for me. For initiative. How do we oh. feel about running? The answer is probably no, because outside we're drowning. So what does it matter? We could run. We could drown. There's so many things that could happen. We we can't. I don't think we like. Let's I mean, maybe it. Vincent can kill that thing. I don't think I can. All right. Got your weapon. Peach initiative. Okay. Listen, if we're going in. Short sword for Peach. Uh, Vordrin rolling darts. No, rolling. Okay. I, Vincent rolling yeah. initiative. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, Vincent, you're up first. Darts in hand. Go ahead and throw the first one. You can get the other two at the end of the round. Yep, great. Just uh, doing the other one. Okay. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Throw a dart. Uh, that is a, a an 11. The dart will hit the creature and fall harmlessly to the ground mm. with an 11. It's got better than 11, I see. Peach, yep. it's your turn. Or it's immune to items. Who knows? It might need magic weapons to be hit. Who could now? Peach. I'm I'm going to look up at Elaine, like, worriedly that we're not running, but then I'm going to look at the thing, kind of run up to it. I'm... Can I, like, slide underneath its legs? Sort of, like... It emerges from the ground in this way, not the not the humanoid creature, but the the weird sand-looking snaky thingy. So like part of it comes from the ground, and part of it has legs and limbs. So you could get between the limb and the snaky body, uh, or you could go I beside it. You could go. It. Yeah, yeah. You could you could. It seems to be focused on Elaine as it just bashed her in the face. You could get behind it and attack from behind. No problem. If that's okay. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Go and I'll go try ahead. doing that. Make me your attacks at plus two for back attack. Uh, okay. It doesn't seem concerned with the tiny little sword, cute halfling. Short sword? Is that oh, how I do it? Uh, you're going to do short sword. Oh, you just... You get two attacks with your short sword? Because I'm ambidextrous, I have two. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Perfect. Um, that's exactly what you would want to roll then. Uh, but unfortunately, you are continuing to roll so badly today that really? no amount oh, of strategy no. is going to help you. With a four and a three on your natural rolls, you've oh, modified. Oh, one d20. Yeah, those are bad. Those are bad. You don't even touch it. Vordrin, oh. this round you get one attack now, one attack at the end of the round. Oh, we never did Trump's second attacks. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. Did we? No. Trump, throw me two more darts for the end of last round. I, f I forgot to... Ah, okay. I forgot right. to call them out. 17 is a hit for two points of damage, and 21 is a hit for two points of damage. The creature is beginning to get hurt. Uh, 11. I should have roll its HP. I'm going to bring us to something that will work as a temporary token uh elemental earth okay this thing no. is not actually what we're fighting but i'm going to use it as a placeholder because i don't have a token for this monster at this moment in time uh, yeah i'll gauge as my darts go in whether or not the non-magical dart has affected it 
So you can see a red bar. Um, after the first attack, it takes this much damage, and after the second attack, it takes this much damage. Oh, what a pushover. What a pushover. Uh, Vordred's turn finally arrives. Yeah, he'll uh, move over to the side. Does that give a plus two It'll give a plus one for flanking. Sure, plus one's good enough. And he'll swing his arming sword. Uh, that's a 14. The sword will clatter against the stony hide ineffectively. Elaine Pentelin will take a turn. Well, I guess since it seems to be hurt for whatever reason by non-magical weapons, I guess mm-hmm. I'm going to attack. Yes. Wonderful. Natural one, just like Peach before you, you are wildly ineffective in right. combat. The elemental will raise one of its appendages again, this, you know, abrasive pseudopod, and roll against Elaine once more with another critical hit. No. Oof. It does 48 damage, Elaine's at 23 HP. It's not impossible that you die here, Elaine. And if so, I'm so sorry. Well, 16. I'm not sorry. Cracking into you. Bones bend. Skin is flayed. And Vordren gets his second attack of the round. Yeah. Come come at me, Vordren shouts as he swings his sword. Uh, 14, 15 is still no go, but we have one more initiative, hopefully, in us. Oh, but the elemental rolls well. Gonna go on an eight. Wardroom goes on nine. What do you roll for fighting retreat as a three? Uh, mm, Yes. Or non-fight, like the one where you just like engage. A withdraw? Move? That's three. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What, what'd you say, Peach? What is initial move? Is that like... Oh, that's to move. move yeah, if you just want to move but not fight. Yep. Okay. Movement for you. Movement for you. Looking at the list, Vincent is... did not roll initiative. Magic missile with a two. Go for it, Mr. Vincent. All right, Vincent, cast magic missile. I do believe you are shooting four darts, right? I think yeah, it's four darts. Bring up that spell. Forty-four plus four for damage. Let's uh, see. At, oh, he has two, two at, at third, level, third level, three at fifth level, and you All are right, fourth. So two. Okay, two d four plus two. Uh, six points of damage as you pummel the elemental with magic. Um, the elemental will turn to actually. Vincent's it's not the true. only I one. Have a five, dude. You have a five. I have a five. Yep, that oh. is a correct initiative. There we go, Elaine. Thank I'm you. I'm withdrawing. Elaine will begin Thank to back. Um, the elemental is going to move in the direction of the only thing that has caused it damage and pain so far, which is Vincent. And it will raise its uh, abrasive pseudopod. And it will slam in the direction of Vincent with a seven. Hitting the ground, but nothing else. Vordrin will go 
still on the side. Now, actually, sort of behind it. Yeah. Get off of. Get off of him. Yeah, he says. Bordrin will attack from the back. Uh, 10 plus 2 for back attack is a 12 and is still a miss. Peach, you were behind it. It has moved. You are also planning on moving. Um, where are you going, Peach? I want to go to be by Elaine, who's by the cave entrance. Excellent. So you dart back around it again and hurry to catch up with Elaine. The creature barely, yeah. if at all, notices the, the halfling scurrying along. grab Elaine's wrist. She's looking very heavily injured. I'm assuming she's like, yeah, and I'm going to say... We need to run. There's a certain death in here. There is an uncertain death out there. I'll I'll squeeze her hand and I'll say, fine, if we drown, at least we drown together, I guess. Oh. Initiative. Fordrin's gonna yell at um, the halfling. You idiot, if you fight here, we can take it down. He's uh, dying. Vordrin's staying in fighting. Vordrin. Vincent, what are you doing? Vincent's gonna hold his ground with Vordrin. My god. All right, Elaine is backing out. Peach is backing out. Vincent and Vordrin, please roll initiative. 13 for Vordrin. 12 for Vincent. Vincent, you go first as Elaine backs the fuck out of there. Um, You are now between her and the elemental... The elemental is beside you, staring down at you, trying to crush you with its great arms. Hurl your dart. Yep. Um, was there any downside to being in range with a melee guy in this one? Uh, I don't think. Not with this creature. It's big. It's got these long arms. I think you can throw darts at it without problem. Great. But a nine is a miss. Vordrin right. behind the monster. Oh, boy. Get him, Vordrin. Well, a 12 wow. with back attack is no good. The monster. Can I yell something as we move out, Neil? Please do. I'll yell. Get the fuck out of that cave. That's an order. All right. The monster <laughs> brings its rocky fist towards Vincent and hits him for 2d8 damage. And since you have 14 HP, in theory, you could be knocked completely unconscious and begin to bleed to death right here. But you don't. With 10 damage, just about average, you will be brought to near death, but not quite there. You get your last two dart attacks. Ah, yes. Dart. Dart. No. Holy cow. No. No. It's not looking good. Peach and Elaine are upriver. The water is now maybe at a, a human's shin in height. You know, it's a little bit higher. Um, the moss grow, glows on the walls, giving you a pretty good view of everything that's happening in here. The rumbling of the earth has not stopped, but it is a very low, gentle rumble that's not throwing you off your balance. Um, if we were to arrange these things in something of a semblance, it would look something roughly like this. If we ignore the terrain of this map, just for effect, um, we'd be looking at something like this with Elaine and Peach well behind uh, Vincent. 
who took, what was it, 10? Nice. And Vordrin back here. So let's go for initiative. Hmm. As I'm like running out with Elaine, can I, I'm not sure what I would roll for this, but can I turn back and try and like slingshot, not the monster, but like anything near the mon, like, at, like either the monster or anything back there so that it's like a bunk and maybe it'll go like. You want to try and distract the creature with throwing rocks? With um, slinging like a- rocks? Yeah, just like a couple. As I'm like backing on, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'm kind of in desperation. Well, not kind of, in total desperation for my friends. Absolutely. What's that like as a roll? Uh, that would just sling? be uh, initials for your sling. Yes, yes, ma'am. Thank you. How is the ground here, Neil? Is it like rocky and muddy and all that? Um, It's rocky and overflowing with water. And a little bit of like sand and dirt, but it's mostly rock and water. So you couldn't charge on that ground, I take it. Uh, if you pass a dex check, you'll charge. If you fail a dex check, you'll just have to walk. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll try it then. I'll look at Peach and I say Peach. <laughs> Sorry, Crumb. Peach. Crumb. <laughs> oh, In my oh, mind, you're both halfling sized, you know? Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you're both adorable. So I'll say. Krem, whatever happens, you have to get out of this. I'll squeeze a shoulder and I'm going to turn around and I would like to try and charge. I'll do a dexterity saving throw for that, I guess. Yep. Or is it a check? It's a check. check there's no save. such thing as a dexterity saving throw. And otherwise, edition. we're just walking with 7 HP, boys. All right. Is she charging towards the monster or away? Towards. 31. I'm charging. She's telling words. you to get out of here as she goes back in. Elaine, roll me initiative. Uh, you have a bonus of one on your initiative when you're charging. Okay, so we're rolling with the arming sword. So seven. seven. All right. Bordrin is still first behind the creature who seems content to slaughter all in its wake. Oh, um, let me see. That, I might have clicked the wrong for Wardron uh, yes. First. Vincent's first. With a five, Wardron got a 14. Got it. Vincent with the invisibility spell. Yep, he, uh, he's gonna cast it on himself. Boom, invisible Vincent. Thank the gods, no one can see you now. Elaine. You charge forward, full oh, dexterity in tow. Didn't see that one coming, quite literally, you know? That's how it is, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, attacking, I guess. Oh, 24. Natural it is 19. the critical hit you were looking for. Roll me double damage. That's 2d12 plus all Jeez. your modifiers against the great earth elemental. Uh, so I get plus 3 to damage, I guess, from my... Specialization so do I get and strength. Else? Yeah, is that all? Is it just plus 2d12 three? plus 3. Alright, let's go. Big numbers. No, mediocre numbers. Very <laughs> mediocre numbers. Might be good enough. A solid 10. Better than no numbers. Better than none. But the creature had only 9 HP. And oh so as you charge it, your sword will plunge into stone that 
breaks and cracks and the whole thing crumbles to the ground in chunks. That thing had nine hit points? Remaining. It had a total of... Oh, okay. had a total of 19 to begin with. I think Elaine drops her sword and from the bottom of her lungs she screams really loudly to nobody in particular what do you want yeah (laughs) and you can hear all her frustration just ringing out through this hell of a cave uh, as she's standing there and all her blood streams down into the water since uh vordran only sees himself with elaine he's going to assume the question was asked to him and uh he yells back I just want this halfling to not flee! I'm running back. Can, if you're not like proficient in healing, can you still help someone heal by like stopping wounds from bleeding or something? No, ma'am. Got nope. it. Really, to gain HP, you need a healing proficiency or um, magic spells. Or magic items. But I see, I guess I see Pram is still running, like she still runs towards me to check and then make sure I'm okay, right? Yeah, I was thinking, like, even if I can't, like, increase HP, I don't know, if someone just got fucking hammered, attacked, I would still run over and, like, take off my cloak or something and, like, try and put it around something bleeding. I think I think Elaine just sees the worry in, in Crumb's eyes and she realizes the halfling did not. She didn't run, you know, she didn't run out of the cave. She was, like, at least frozen enough to not just run for her own life, so she's going to put a big half-elf arm around Crumb and pull her very close and give her a big bear hug. And she'll quietly, quietly whisper, I said you should run out of here. What are you still doing in this cave? Oh, you know, say, you said we'd drown together. And I'll, I'll let go of her, and I'll, like, pet Wardron's shoulder, and I'll say, Where's... Where's Vincent? Vincent's just gonna come out of invisibility here. And, ah, he looks terrible after getting slammed by this Earth Elemental. He's, uh... Um, you know, I've had enough... I've had enough of this place. I hate glowing mushrooms. I hate the wet... All that water? I've had enough water for weeks, okay? Can we can we go? I've, I think we've tried we it. Further okay. into the cave, right? That's what you want. Is the there a further must... in? Oh yeah, I'll it keeps around. going. The gods must have led us here. Vincent, if there's here. a second... What if there's a second Maybe I go first. I have a question. I don't have invisibility. Here, I'll, 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 I'll oh, look yeah, ahead. Oh yeah, you're invisible. I'll look ahead. Um, right. I'm invisible. You scout out the area before the party. And because of the bioluminescent glow on the walls, as you get maybe, I don't know, a couple thousand feet beyond where the party is, which will take you some while in these conditions as the water slowly, slowly begins to rise. Oh, I um, don't go that far ahead. I'm not insane. Oh. A few hundred feet ahead. I'll All right. You get a few hundred insane. feet ahead and the tunnel continues. It keeps its shape um, and doesn't seem to have 
It's just, it's just going into the earth. It's warmer down here though, that's for certain. There's like heat reading off the walls. Not a lot, it's not like hot, but like the warmness of the walls is a nice contrast to the coldness of the, the ice water. It's fire elemental next. I'm going to have a fucking conniption, guys. I can't, I can't do I was this. thinking like, there's a dragon. Well, a few hundred <laughs> feet ahead, I'll uh, turn back to the party and say, it looks like this will go for a while. Um, keep, um, keep walking and I'll just be a few hundred feet ahead. So we'll, if assuming the party is good at this, we can go the few thousand feet ahead and I'll just be a few hundred feet ahead of the party. Excellent. At a certain point, maybe half an hour after the battle of, with the monster, party's wounded. Vincent, you will come across a rope attached to a bucket descending from a perfectly circular hole in the ceiling. The, the fucking well. Bucket has a brick in it. Um, but is sort of cocked between two rocks at this moment in time. Interesting. I look up. Is Can I see the night sky from up there? Um, it's dark and cloudy at nighttime, so it's just a black pit above you. All right, and I guess I look around the room. Anything else? I'm, the up? tunnel just fucking keeps going. Okay. So we just got a bucket. Uh, what's it lowered down to, if it were to be lowered? Um, it looks like it, it. it's just like has come down and is now set between two rocks kind of on its side, just resting there. Um, this is not a great place to put a well. You'd want to put a well in a spot where you've got, like, I don't know, easy access water? to water. And there's water here now, certainly. Um, but there's also this weird bucket in place. So I don't know. Maybe it's a well. Maybe the earthquake changed where the well is. Maybe the earthquake opened a cavern to where this well is. I don't know. Maybe the gods are leading you to this well. Maybe this is just a coincidence and you're supposed to go deeper. Who knows, but you are confronted with a rope and a bucket that leads. Yeah, I'll wait for the party to catch up and then I'll call out, I'm here. Uh, this is an unusual bucket. Vincent. Yeah. Oh, look at him. I'm invisible. I don't know where you are right now because I can't see you. Okay. I am covered in blood. I am tired. I'm wet and I'm cold. Can you figure out the great mystery of the bucket by yourself? I trust in you and your bodyguard, but for Martha's sake, do not ask me to figure this out right now. Okay. Uh, Fordrin, get that bucket out of these stones and uh yeah. put it into it yeah mm -hmm. drop it down over there i guess fills it with water great all right um looks like that was nothing vincent says i'm going to go ahead now uh, and we keep going down the tunnel excellent the tunnel. what do you mean down the tunnel what do you have? Do you think there was some greater significance to this random bucket? It's attached to a rope, right? That mm -hmm. leads up. Mm hmm. There's civilization up there. Somebody has attached a rope to a bucket. And it was not those green creatures we found up in the mountain. Hmm. You're probably right. Okay. I guess time to climb it. <laughs> Wait. I'm a little 
little half. I'm a little halfling, short and stout. That's right. Can I climb the rope in the well? Yes, yes, you can. Um, you're that? going to need a climb walls check, and I think with the rope on hand, um, you're gonna probably be getting like a plus thirty to your percentage chance, which will bring you to a ninety-five percent chance, I think. So climb those walls. Yeah, you can scurry up the rope. Um, it will bring you up and out. The storm is still raging. Rain is falling, hail is striking, but as you emerge from a well, you find yourself in the courtyard of an ancient castle. Oh shit! Oh, Abort oh, no. mission! Time out! And I think with that, we'll end our session for the day. Oh my god. Fuck this. So that's well, it that's for ominous. Rise of Drekus Chapter 2 for today. Uh, it sounds like we have at least one more session in us, and um, we'll sort out planning and scheduling on the other side of our break, and uh, we'll catch you all then. Oh, goodness. Hi, dog. Yes, Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Oh, we'll do reflections another cat. time. Yeah. Ciao.